What up, what up, what up? The Real Coach JB here on the Coach JB Show, 6 to 8 a.m. on the wake-up call, plus the 1 to 4 p.m. daily for the Coach JB Show. Has a proud, proud, proud new sponsor, Roman. Make sure you check it out because it, when it comes to intimacy, we all want to feel confident. But for a lot of guys out there, erectile dysfunction gets in the way. This issue affects people differently, but is actually something that 52% of men will experience some form of during their life. So make sure you head on over to Roman. You know how when you're wearing that great outfit and everything just looks right and your confidence is soaring and you like the swag and you're feeling flashy, you can walk into a room knowing you're on A game and is on point. If you've been struggling with ED, Roman can give you that same feeling in the bedroom. Look, we all know that change doesn't happen without action. So whether you're looking for gains at the gym or better experience in the bedroom, there's never any shame and showing up for yourself and your health. So if you're dealing with erectile dysfunction, don't ignore the issue. Instead, face it head on with Roman. Proud new sponsor to Coach AB Show, Roman offers a discreet process from start to finish. You can connect with licensed medical provider via Roman's convenient online visit. Prescription ED treatments are safe, effective, and the FDA approved and used by millions of men. Free two-day shipping. If you've been struggling with ED, Roman can help rebuild the confidence during sex. Head on over to ro.co slash coachjb today. And if approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's ro.co slash coachjb. ro.co slash coachjb. And head on over to Roman. Tell him Coach JB sent you. Proud new sponsor of the Coach JB Show. Appreciate you. Peace. What up, what up, man? The Real Coach JB here on the Coach JB Show, both the Wake Up Morning Show and the Daily Show. The Coach JB Show has it all, short, fat, skinny, and tall, and I want to address everybody out there who wants to get back to skinny and tall. The Coach JB Show has a new proud sponsor, Fight Camp. Make sure you check it out. As the new year approaches, we're all thinking about our health and fitness routines. Are you looking for one of the most exhilarating and effective forms of home fitness? Look no further. Did you know that at-home boxing is one of the safest and most effective forms of exercise? Bet you didn't. Allow me to introduce you to Fight Camp. Interactive at-home boxing, Fight Camp brings the best workouts in the world into your home and makes it fun. Boxing is a real great workout. In fact, a lot of football players, including myself, use it to supplement their training. It keeps the mind sharp, the body strong, the workouts are quick and efficient. You can work it out at halftime or even before the game or after. What makes it different from traditional boxing workouts is that it has live punch counting stats that motivates you even, even harder. So without further ado, join the biggest boxing community in the world without leaving your home. Fight Camp packages start at just $99, and they even offer some great financing options. So you can get started at the low, low, low of $9 a month. To get everything you need, go to fightcamp.com slash Coach JB to learn more. That's fightcamp.com forward slash Coach JB. I appreciate you. Peace. What up, what up, what up, man? The real Coach JB. Just chilling here for the afternoon show right here on YouTube every day, one to four. Um, 
Look, man, we got to do those ads. I know a lot of people are talking shit. Oh, too many ads. Well, fucking don't listen to them then. Motherfucker, kick rocks. I don't really care. We're going to run the ads. Go fucking check out Fight Camp slash Coach JB. Check out ro.co slash Coach JB. Roman, proud new sponsors. Plus, go get you some CanadaDipCBD.com. Go check it out. Use the promo code Coach JB. And we're still the proud sponsor of the, of the Coach JB show is betonline.ag. Head on over to betonline.ag. Use the promo code Believe50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0. Check them out as well. We got the Thursday Night Football Extravaganza on tonight. I'm going to break that thing down in totality today. And we're going to get it cracking tonight. Uh, we're going to break all things down. Quarterback play. We're going to break down a lot of other things. A lot of college talk today since we're getting close to the weekend. College football Saturday is approaching us, and we're going to break that down as well. Don't forget, October 22nd, for all my California natives, I'll be in Newport Beach, Costa Mesa, at High Times Wines and Spirits for the launch of the Slaptic Cigar, Cuban Cigar, Lajero Leaf. Don't miss it. 3 to 8 p.m., High Times, Costa Mesa, 3 to 8. Come meet and greet, and uh, I'll sign a bottle, get you some Vodka, slapdick whiskey, get you some cigars. It'll be a hell of a day, 3 to 8 p.m. The 22nd, next Saturday, right here in Costa Mesa. Without further ado, I appreciate you. We're going to get after it. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Head on over to CoachAVStore.com. Get you some fire-ass gear. And like I said, I'm doing the giveaways for the football. If you guys want to sign football, hate me now, love me later. Check it out, CoachAVStore.com. It'll be a limited edition only. Right after this intro, we'll get after this day. It's a great day to have a great fucking day. ever for the Raiders uh the Raider Duke if you guys don't know him aka Jimmy James aka the Raider Duke he's one of the two most recognized Raider fanatics out there along with the Violator uh he will be joining the show today right here in the second hour and on Monday um I believe it's Monday or Tuesday the Violator himself uh will be joining the show as well so I believe it's Tuesday um, he'll be joining the show as well. If you know who the Raiders Violator are, if you're a Raiders fan or a Raiders fanatic, um, make sure you head on over. We will be having the Violator himself on Tuesday right here live on the show. So check that out as well. Um, I love my dick riding haters, Mario Riddle. Uh, he just a slap. Um, I, I, I don't like Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blocking cats left and right, dog. I can't wait. Make sure you guys make sure you become a member, dog, because I can't wait till we go member only. Um, so you guys are up to like we got almost 500 members. So I appreciate all you guys, man. Shout out to all you guys. Clap it up. Much love. Um, man, Issa Velasquez, I appreciate you greatly for joining coming out there on the 22nd. Come get you some stogies, some whiskey, whatever it is it is. Uh, everybody on TikTok, if you don't know, I have a morning show, 6 a.m. on the West Coast, me and Mac McChesney. 
We wreck shop in the morning, break everything down, all real talk and banter. So make sure you become a member and join that show in the morning. We already talked about Pickett and all things quarterbacks in the NFL this morning. So we'll check it out this morning. Come on over there. Um, appreciate all you guys joining us, man. Um, we got a lot to discuss today. Like I said, we'll have the Raider uh, Duke on later on today. He has a great story to tell. He's a former, he's a survivor and uh and uh has a great story uh hispanic cat um from albuquerque and he's got a hell of a story he's one of the raiders biggest fans you can see him on everything you've seen him everywhere i'm sure and then next week you'll see even a bigger fanatic the violator who wears the black paint got the pads with the spikes and paints his face he'll be on as well i want to hear his story um make sure you head on over to coachjbstore.com let me get you started on the quote of the day, man, and get you guys get it, getting it going. Um, now that I'm back kind of solo, even though I will have guests on. Tomorrow we have a loaded roster as well. We have a, quite a few guests on tomorrow. I think Sean Salisbury will be back with us. Um, we have a wrestler, a professional female wrestler will be joining us. Um, we, got a lot of, we got a lot of other things in the mind. We also have Noel Mazzoni joining us in the morning tomorrow for the coaches' uh, wake-up show. A wake up call show me and matt so if you don't know who that is uh quote of the day go to bed with attitude wake up with a purpose go to bed with an attitude wake up with a purpose that is just a quote that i created myself man i've been using for a long long time go to bed with an attitude pissed off and wake your ass up with a purpose to fulfill your anger that's how i look at it make your damn bed get after it Make today a great day because it's a great day to have a great fucking day. We got a lot to discuss here today. Appreciate everybody joining us. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Uh, we have a horrible, horrible Thursday night football game tonight to discuss. Uh, <laughs> the fucking wussies from Washington take on the Cubs from Chicago. Um, they are not the Bears by any means. They are the fucking Chicago Cubs. They are a horrendous football program. They are a horrendous football team. Justin Fields is very, very bad. I don't know if you put a gun to my head who I would take. Would I take Justin Fields or Carson Wentz? I do not know that. I do not know that. We're going to find out, though. We're going to find out um, who, who we discuss and who we take. Uh, Washington, Washington, Washington Wussies, man, have a very, uh, very, very – how am I suspended on a TikTok already? God damn, homie. TikTok's a fucking joke. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Dog, TikTok is not for me. I, I, apparently, I can't even talk. Was I saying some crazy shit? Holy shit, dog. That shit is unbelievable to me. I just can't do TikTok no more, dog. God damn, homie. I just can't do it. It's unbelievable. Um, who knows? I don't know. It's crazy. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Zach's on Sarah's show. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she paid him. I, Zach hit me up about that. That's a whole nother ballgame. Um, dog, I, shit, I'm not mad. I mean, shit. I, Zach's on my show every Monday. That's all I care about. You know what I'm saying? I don't really care. That's that's his own prerogative, and that's her prerogative. And 
hey, we talk all the time, me and Zach. So we, we're, I'm good. Shit, Zach gets it. You think? Would you go on ESPN tomorrow if they invited you and you didn't like them? <laughs> um, that's how it is. Um, got a lot to discuss, man. Make sure you join me on the 22nd of October for my cigar launch. If you guys aren't around, come make sure you join me right here in California, Costa Mesa's high times, three to eight p.m. Um, lot to discuss, man. Lot to discuss. The the the. I don't know who I take. Justin Fields. Or Carson Wentz. Um, we have a lot of issues. This Washington commander, Daniel Snyder, is in deep hot water right now, if you haven't noticed. He looks like a weirdo, don't he? Don't he look like a weirdo fuck sitting there? Um, I don't know what's going on, but that is an awkward picture, to say the least, right there. And he is being looked through, fine-tooth comb, and now you wonder what really went on with John Gruden. What really went down with John Gruden? Um... Uh, very, very curious to see what really went down with John Gruden now that you see this shit right here crack off. Um, interesting, interesting kind of story. Uh, sad to see this go down, but these are these weirdo owners, dog. They got billions of dollars, dog. They control the narrative. They control the narrative. If you haven't noticed, these motherfuckers control the narrative. So it is what it is, man. It is what it is. This morning, me and Matt talked about uh, the Belichick Brady debate, you know. Does Brady win without Belichick? Does Belichick win without Brady? Da, da, da. I mean, I agree with Matt. It kind of is both. takes both people to, to win. takes both fucking people. Um, I don't think either one win as many as they could. I could argue, though, that another quarterback can win even more than Brady won in the horrible AFC East that it was for 20 years that Brady was there. It was probably the worst conference in all time history of NFL. So... You know, uh, you know, could 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 a guy like like Peyton go in there or fucking, you know, Aikman or Rogers or even Drew Brees? I don't know. Does it, somebody go in there and win those other three Super Bowls that Tom Brady lost? Maybe, maybe. I don't think Tom Brady's even close to being a top skill set quarterback. I think he has the it factor and he's won the most Super Bowls because he's been in a victim of circumstance or a product of circumstance. He's been in the greatest scenario of all time being put in the right position. He's been put in the right position of all time. Um, a horrible Eastern Conference during his 20 years only helped him. It only helped him. Because I'm just going to tell you, well, Coach, he still had to win some games, but look at what he had to beat. So, you know, you're in a horrible conference for 20 years. You don't have any – who's in your conference? Miami was horrible. Buffalo was the worst. The Jets were god-awful besides the Rex Ryan years. And that was, what, two, three years the Jets were decent? And then you got them. And, Doug, they were horrible. They were horrible, horrible, horrible conference – and and for for you to say that he didn't have to go through a lot of adversity is kind of saying it mildly. They didn't have to go through a fucking NFC or AFC North Black and Blue Conference every single game. They didn't have a hell of a 
opponent every single week. So they only had to worry about getting through the playoffs. And sometimes you saw them losing those playoff games. So very interesting take. You could debate that for fucking hours and hours and hours. We could debate the Brilichek Brady thing forever. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, Wisconsin, man, we're we're here on this uh we're here on this pre-snap read segment of the show. And uh brought to you by Canna Dips. Check it out. We're just surveying the scene, man, here on this pre-snap read. Um, we I want to get into it, man. The Wisconsin offensive tackle, Logan Brown, uh, he's fucking my last name off. He's been dismissed from the team due to an in, unknown internal incident. An unknown internal incident. Whatever that means, all right? I wish you'd just say it because, you know, we got these shitbirds out here. Let's start calling them out and saying what the fuck they did. But, uh... Leonard is cleaning house up there, it seems like. You know, he's got the team trying to buy in, and he's trying to clean house and make a name for himself as the interim head coach. I don't know if it lasts. I don't know if it's sustainable. I'm sure they're going to get another coach. But at the same time, they got an issue with some things up there. They've got quite a few issues up there, to say the least. Um. Brown was a member of the Wisconsin's 19 recruiting class, and he becomes he became the first program's five-star signee in 12 years. Told you guys. Who did I tell you are the biggest shitbirds? Good players? Who's the best players on every roster? Shitbirds. Shitbirds are, are the best fucking players. You have to learn how to manage those guys. You got to learn how to manage the shitbirds. Bill Parcell said it best. If I can get T.O. to buy in, then everybody else will fucking follow suit. So you get the shitbirds to buy in, and you will manage the team a lot easier. If you don't get the shitbirds to buy in, you're fucked. So just throwing it out there. Um, But he was the number 17 prospect overall in the country, the number 4-0 tackle, and he missed the first season because of torn labrum. In his left shoulder, he played 58 snaps as a redshirt freshman in 20, and then he played 70 snaps last year. So this guy's been a fuck up. He's probably never going to make it in life a little bit, a little less fucking for Wisconsin. But he's been removed, so he's done. Uh, Zion Williamson hurt his ankle last night. Dog, people don't realize when you're a bleeder and you get into the bleeding category, you're a bleeder. You're a bleeder forever. You're a bleeder for life. Ask CP2. Ask fucking AD. Ask Dak Prescott. Ask these dudes who are bleeders. They are always bleeders once they bleed the first time and can't heal up. They can't heal up, they're a bleeder, dog. Zion's the next bleeder. Watch, watch. He's the next bleeder that we're going to find out is another bust because he didn't take care of his body. You gave him too much money early, and now this motherfucker ran with the car keys and will never see how great he could have been. He's the next bust. Unfortunate because he's a freak of nature. I'd love to see him. I would love to see this motherfucker. Dominique Wilkins mixed with LeBron mixed with fucking Charles Barkley. That's who that cat is. But man, he's so fucking out of shape. He looks better than last year, but at the same time, dog, like how that was just swept under the rug, how how he was dunking in practice and nobody tripped. Like, dog, there's a lot of issues to this. Um Former Georgia head coach Vince Dooley has been released from the hospital following COVID. If you don't remember who Vince Dooley is, you guys aren't probably SEC 
college football connoisseurs. Vince Dooley's a legendary guy in, in, in SEC in college football. He was in the hospital pretty ill, ill will. I've, I've been hearing contrary. I've been hearing reports, man, about, about, uh, about our boy, man. Um, Coach Corso, Lee Corso. I've been hearing he's really sick. I've been hearing he's deathly ill. I've heard a bunch of different things. I've texted a few people. Everyone's kind of silent. Mum is the word. And I'm curious to see what's happening. Because either way, he's a legendary guy. And I think he's probably been five, six years overdue. He probably should have got out of the business five, six years ago and lived life. But you know what? Some cats, man, that's their life. They'd rather die doing it. And that's shout out to Lee Corso. Hopefully he's okay, but I hear I hear some bad things. I don't know what's going on. Um, Sean McVay said a new deal is likely to be offered to Odell Beckham Jr., OBJ, after Beckham claims the low they claims he claims they lowballed him with the previous offer, apparently. And then Daniel Snyder threatens he can basically destroy the entire NFL. He's doing that because he needs to, because they know they have some, him by the balls. They have him by the balls. And now he's going to come out with all this shit. And that's why Gruden's fucking suing. And now you're going to see all these different people come out and you're going to see how many shit birds are out here. And it's going to be a bad, bad day in NFL fucking NFL land is going to explode here in about fucking two weeks when, when, and then everyone's going to find out. Everyone's going to find out. Oh, what happened to Daniel Snyder? Oh, he's in a non-extradited country. Nobody, we, we dropped everything against him because that motherfucker has everything on you motherfuckers, just like every other owner has it. And it's going to be the biggest thing ever. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Remember, power ratings are a ranking <clears throat> of which team would be favored over the other team. All right. So it's a head to head type of thing. Power ranking. This is not the AP ranking. And wins and losses don't matter. So what are your thoughts on Texas being top five with Quinn Ewers? I don't know if you've seen this power ranking that came out. They got Texas in the top five of power ratings. Um, you do understand that's what it means, right? It means that this team's favored to beat this team. So that's how they do the power rankings. It's not about how how many wins and losses they have and all that. Texas is in the top five since they have Quinn Ewers in the game. Very interesting because I do think they might have beat Texas now that I've seen them play a few times, and I do think they would have possibly not lost and had that hiccup loss to Texas Tech. As we know, as good as the quarterbacks are, as good as you are, and Quinn Ewers seems to, seem, seems to look like he's the, the real deal. And it looks like Texas may be a top three team in the country if he's been playing the whole year. <clears throat> so interesting. Interesting to see that this is going on like this. So I, I'm curious. Texas is currently the favorite to win the Big 12 now. The odds are at plus 240. That's interesting after, you know, TCU's undefeated and Kansas is now, since the quarterback got injured, they dropped them lower than they were before. And now I'm very suspect on them as well because they were plus 3,000. I think they're plus 2,000 now, but even then, um, very interesting. TCU's plus 280, Oklahoma State's plus 300, K-State's plus 300. So, very interesting. Um, how good? <clears throat> I'm going to get to the 
first and ten segment brought to you by <laughs> brought to you by my main man Matt McChesney six zero football academy. Um, check them out on the football six zero football academy. If you don't follow Matt, make sure you fight follow, follow him on Twitter, Instagram, and all media TikTok social media. He's joining me. He's my fa- he's my co-host every morning six a.m. on the West Coast. Um, <clears throat> the first and ten segment here is brought to you by CanadaDipCBD.com as well. How good is Quinn Ewers? He signed with Ohio State, was the number one overall rated player in the country in, in twenty one, and, and in his first season on the field, um, this is his first season on the field. And in his first big game at Texas, it looked like Texas was on his way to beating Alabama before he went down. He was nine of twelve, one hundred thirty five yards when he got hurt against an Alabama led team by. Nick Saban, who's arguably known as the defensive guru, um, was that a telltale sign? How good this kid really is? I don't know. Um, it's, 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 I'm, I'm eager to see this thing unfold. I mean, I'm eager to see this thing unfold. Um, <clears throat> you know, last week against Oklahoma, his first game back after the injury it was 21 39, 294 touchdowns and a pick and a 49 0 beatdown. Uh, beat down. Now, I don't know if you're a bleeder yet in college, dog. I got to see it a lot. I got to see how you bounce back. He's bounced back so far, so I'm going to figure out if he's a bleeder. Once you go to the NFL and you happens, then you're a bleeder, dog. College, uh, you can get through it. We'll see. I think he'll be back. Um, Texas currently has its fifth-ranked class in the country in recruiting. Uh, it has a commit from the number one player in the nation, Arch Manning. Five-star quarterback Arch Manning has broken – Isidore Newman's high school career passing record and touchdown records held by Peyton, obviously, and Eli. Um, However, though, the question remains, what is going to happen? Because there ain't enough balls to go around. Can he beat out Quinn Ewers next year? And what level do you see Sark getting this Texas program getting over the hump in the next two, three years? Texas spent 280K on Arch recruiting visit. I heard it was like five, 600 K, but they're saying 280 um, before his commitment visit. He also has uh, NIL value between three and $5 million. Is, is Arch Manning worth it? Is he really worth it? I don't know. I don't know if he's worth this dog. I, I haven't seen him play the talent in high school. I want to come see him play modern day in Bosco out here in the West coast. I don't know because they're going to the SEC, fellas. They're going to the SEC. I just want to be clear. They are moving to the SEC. How good can they be? Because you can get, uh, let's see you get these top five recruiting classes every year and catch up with the, with the Joneses, which is Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. Uh, we're talking national, you know, facilities national facilities you have to have in this sec thing to compete nico kid i raised uh grew up with his dad his dad played uh tight end with me in junior college he was my junior college tight end uh nico's dad was um he got eight million at tennessee and is he going to be the guy is he going to be the guy by default because you paid him eight million dollars you have to start him what if he's not the guy what if he's not ready what if he's not the best what if it's about like me and Matt discussing in the morning about these quarterbacks in the NFL? 
What if I I'm I'm with the fact that you know you're on a shitty roster? Don't throw the fucking young quarterback to the wolves. Let him sit behind a sorry ass quarterback. I don't care. He still will be better sitting behind a sorry quarterback than he will just being thrown into the wolves. That's my personal opinion. I think you would be better off serve sitting there watching a sorry ass quarterback play. Learning the system, the ropes, how to be a professional, how to dissect coverage, protections, fronts, audibles, check with means, length of verbiage. I think you'd be much better off doing that than you would just being thrown out there and now you're the guy and you got a 10-year veteran behind you and he can't help you because you're now in there. Matt thinks you should just throw him out there. So we have two different philosophies on a few things, which is great. Disagreements create great conversation, as you always know, I say. But this NFL dog stands not for long. Ask Dak Prescott how it's working out. Because in one more injury with him, dog, one more injury from him, and he could be fucked. He could be fucked. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know if he's worth the $8 million, though. I don't know if he's worth the money. Um We'll see. Uh, it's curious. I'm very curious if Quinn Ewers is the guy like that. I just don't know if he's the guy. Um, Eddie, how am I wrong about Dak, dog? Tell me how I'm wrong about him. Tell me what's Dak done for us lately, Eddie Manyweather. What has Dak done for us lately? How am I wrong, Eddie? Come on, homie. Keep it real. How am I wrong? Come on, man. Breaking news. Just got a report uh, sent to me that Texas A&M's football practice was just canceled after a bomb threat cited Kyle Field football complex's targets. So if you haven't heard that, that is out there floating around. Canceled practice. Texas A&M bomb threats um, cited at Kyle Field. So... Hopefully nobody's injured. Um, we just have continued. Texas, Lucy. Texas. What the fuck's going on in Texas, Lucy? You guys got some weirdo shit cracking in Texas. God damn. Bombs, school shootings, fuckery. I mean, at least our shit's just out in the open. We just are a bunch of fuck sticks out here. Our kids are just robbing you in broad daylight. I'd rather have that happen than fucking run through my school. <laughs> sad, as it, sad as it sounds. But Texas A&M has canceled practice, and due to bomb threats that just broke, uh, appreciate my main man, Christian, who's living right there in Texas, uh, right near College Station. Shout out to him. He's the one, by the way, Christian's a shout out to Christian. He uh, does a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. He's the one putting out live video feeds right now on Twitter. So as you see right now on Twitter, there's live videos going out there because my main man, Christian's in the back doing it. So shout out, Christian. We're doing that for uh, the Coach JB show. Um, unfortunate, man. We got too many high school shootings, youth football shootings, fucking bomb threats at major universities. I don't understand. I don't understand why, why does someone get off doing it? Like, you want to shoot? You want to shoot someone at a youth football game, dog? Like, come on. Like, come on, a youth football game, 
you want to really go and shoot someone in front of a bunch of babies? Like, I'm fucking confused on why this is such a big fucking thing. Like, are we that insecure? Are we that fucking insecure now as people that we're so, we got such a small dick syndrome complex that we have to go around shooting around little kid, dog. I don't get it. Like, it's unfortunate as shit, man. We keep seeing these babies get, just having to see this shit is like crazy. You wonder why we're just, it just keeps going up upwards. Like, these kids are now going to see it. And then you don't think they're going to be the next one? Like, dog, it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't get it. But it's the most cowardice act I've ever seen. Like, that is the most cowardly act I've ever seen. Cats shooting at a youth football game. Like, I, I don't get it. I just don't. It, it blows my mind. Um, I don't get it, man. It's really it's really crazy to me. It's unfortunate. Um, I don't know if you guys seen the morning show. We, we, we did a thing. If you weren't on it, a lot of you guys were on it. Some of you weren't. Basically, what I did was took the worst teams in football that have an issue at quarterback that need a quarterback. Um, and we tried to say, can these guys in blue on the NFL that are going to be journeymen, can they fill that role? Or are we going to take college kids to fill that role? I just want to catch you up. If you weren't here on the morning show, it's, it's a great conversation. We're going to break this down little by little every single day on the morning show. But kind of my poll question, man, like who replaces who next year? Because I'm going to be honest. Tom Brady's probably done. Okay, I would think if he keeps playing, dog, fuck this guy just says fuck everyone. I'm gonna keep playing till the fucking till the cows come home. All right. Um Darian said the morning show put him to sleep this morning. He's back again today, though. <laughs> you is slap dick pretty. Why much. you call me slap dick? Cause my dick slapped me across your face. <laughs> I, I don't understand my dick riders how bad they just want my balls in their jaws. It I just it's unbelievable. I put him to sleep this morning, but he comes back today. <laughs> God damn, some of these motherfuckers are dumb. Um, but I love you all, man. I love you all sincerely. Um, TikTok banned me again for going live because I was on live and they banned me. I just got off suspension from there too. I've been in jail at TikTok for a while. I've been in jail for fucking 10 to 12 years. 10 to 12 years I've been in jail on TikTok. Um, it's unbelievable. Um, we got a lot of shit to discuss, man. I want to get into a few things. College football is big this week. I want to break down college football. I haven't got to done it. I haven't got to do it in a while. I'm going to break down college football in totality. We've got about 25 minutes before our, our guest comes on. I think it's going to be a very, very, very interesting, moving story. You're going to hear from this man who's probably one of the uh, top two or three Raider fanatics. You've seen him probably on ESPN and shows. You're going to see the 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 biggest Raider fanatic next Tuesday. He'll be live on the show here. Um, so you're going to see that guy as well. Um, but, hey, um, Shay Hunter, you don't got to debate at all. I'll make it real easy for you. I'll block you right now, and then that way you ain't got to worry about nothing. How about that? That's how easy it is, dog. I'll make the decision for you because that's what leaders do. 
Leaders create more leaders, not more followers. So I'll make the decision for you. And you could stick your 280 Canadian up your ass. I really don't give a shit. And then, or you could pay the $1.99 American, 280 Canada. Or you can make choices in life like we all have the right to do and go the fuck home somewhere. <laughs> I don't really give a fuck. I guarantee you I'm going to go have me a sip of yak, smoke me a stick, and drink and go to sleep tonight not really giving a fuck if you paid 280 canadian <laughs> holy shit do some of you guys realize i don't give a fuck like do you realize that yet i'm just being honest dog it's not a this ain't an act this ain't an act i don't lie i just want to be clear i do not lie contrary to belief on what you hear i don't lie it's too hard to remember shit I just tell you right straight out how it is. I don't fucking need to lie about nothing. I just want to tell you how it is. Um, I wish this show was brought to you by Five Hour Energy. Five Hour Energy, shout out, reach out to me. I never fuck with them. Still, recently I started fucking. They don't. They don't really do nothing for me. Yeah, I know it's an act. Key Key Y back, whatever your name is. Um, you can come find out if it's real or an act, bitch boy. <laughs> um, I I just I got so much shit to break down here. Um, let's get into the third and long segment before our guest comes on. Then we'll finish with a uh, post snap read, and we're gonna break down some film and do some other things. Make sure you head on over to CoachAVStore.com and get you some slap hoodies. We got them all, short, fat, skinny, and tall. We got a lot of uh, cold gear. I'm rocking a slap T-shirt today. The motherfucker feels wonderful. I walked to the store. I went to the store today and took Ash with me, and motherfuckers were trying to ask what shirt this was. And I go, well, you're lucky. I took the dick off the bottom. So it says slap. Usually it says slap dick. Um, And they were like, oh, no, you're That's a whole other thing. So, um... We're gonna get into it, man. We're gonna also get into some uh, into some picks, man. We gotta get to this football game tonight that I just cannot. You know what I'm gonna do? We got 160 people in here right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm probably gonna do some type of watch party from a different app since Amazon's so shitty out in my back. I just love my backyard, man. I made a beautiful backyard. I can go out there, smoke cigars, let the dogs run around. Maybe I'll. I'm gonna try to figure out something, man. I maybe come out. Maybe I'll come out to. Uh, maybe I'll check it out on some other type of app or something, man. Fuck, I don't know what I'm gonna do. But maybe I'll do a watching party where basically you're just hearing me talk about the game because I can't show the game. So maybe we'll just hear me talk about it. Uh, maybe I'll do it right here. Maybe I'll do it right here. I'll smoke a stick right here. Have me a little sip, and I'll have the game on the computer on Prime or something. And then I'll just have the phone on me. Or maybe I could do it with the video. I don't know. Mac may be able to help me out. Maybe we'll have the video like this on without you seeing the game. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll see, man. We'll see what's happening with that later on tonight for the Thursday night game. Because Amazon, I'm telling you right now, my TV is absolutely horrible. It is absolutely horrible. So I don't know what to do on that. But the third and long segment, here's a little crossing route, uh, is brought to you by CanadaDipCBD.com. Make sure you also head on over to Fight Camp slash Coach JB. Go get you some Fight Camp and Roman. 
If all you guys are struggling, all you older men out there, even you young men out there that just sit around and watch porn all day, make sure you go on over to Roman. Check it out, ro.co slash Coach JB. Roman is uh, pretty legit, though, pretty legit. We had Blue Chew. tried that. Roman now. Um, dog, we're reaching out to everybody. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. We're blowing this thing up. So I appreciate you guys all joining in. Um, I got Twitch. We already got Twitch. So um, I got Twitch, but I don't think I can show the video, though. We're on Twitch right now, I was told, dog. So we're on Twitch right now live, but I don't I don't think I can show the video, right? Because I did that last year with Pat McAfee and got banned. I got shut down on Twitch like in two, 20 minutes. So, you know, who cares? You know what I mean? Shit. Um, so, you know, uh, Stefan Cottle, Cattle, who are you? Are you my daddy, motherfucker? I don't give a fuck. What are you asking me about for? Don't worry about it, motherfucker. Worry about your goddamn self. Why are we got so many nosy motherfucking bitch-made cats? I can't stand a nosy motherfucker. Holy shit. Um, let's get into the third and long. I want to break down some college football games today. USC number seven goes to U- number 20 Utah after getting drubbed by UCLA last week. Very, very, very interesting to see Kyle Winningham come out and talk about USC's transfer portal recruits. If you haven't noticed that, um, you should look into it. Look at this right here. Utah coach Kyle Whittingham takes aim at NIL as the youths prepare to face Lincoln Riley's revamped USC Trojan. He's been taking shots. There's a whole article basically talking about I don't get the same money, same opportunities etc etc so you know it is what it is um i'm very confused on all this shit i want to make sure why now because he knows if he loses to sc his season's over with i wouldn't be mad i mean like i want to see usc ucla play each other this year in the finals at undefeated that's what i want to see i want to see those two play each other both undefeated i don't know if that's going to happen Utah has had the better of USC and UCLA over the last few years. Um, But at the same time, I I, I hope this is the year USC and UCLA both are good. But this game scares me. Um, It's in Utah. Utah is a fucking three-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't know how that's the, the line, but that line scares me. Hector, if you're in here, Check it out because that's a that's a that's a scary line to, to favor Utah after USC's been torching a lot of folks on offense. Their defense is not great, but Utah's offense is not great. So I don't know. Um interested to see. I want to see this game. Uh Utah in wins are allowing 84 yards rushing. Um 84 yards rushing per game, while in the two losses, they're giving up an average of 245 yards rushing. That is a huge discrepancy. Huge discrepancy. So, Toko Uso, that is a huge discrepancy, though, dog. If USC can run the football, it looks like they're going to win the football game. If USC struggles running the football, it looks like Utah can have a momentum. So, we're going to be – I'm going to. I'm curious to see how this thing unfolds. USC is currently leading the nation in turnover margin. 
Can the USC defense stop Cam Rising, who I recruited to Independence, by the way, when he left Texas? Great kid. He's from California. I had an in on him. Uh, he was very, very close to coming to Indy. Uh, he actually lost the appeal to the NCAA, had to sit out, but he ended up choosing to stay at the four-year institution level, which I have. I can't knock. Uh, I think he could have played for us in that second year. Would have made us a lot, lot better football team. I mean, we probably were an eight and two football team instead of fucking two and eight, even though we were on Netflix and everybody's fucking eyes got too big for the lights. But having said that, I think that USC defense can stop Cam Rising, um, who Lincoln Riley also recruited out of high school, uh, rising through for 306 and four touchdowns um, in the last meeting. USC offense is averaging 40 points a game, and Utah defense gives up 19. Something's got to give this game. And, and, and here's another fun stat for you guys. Caleb Williams is the best Pac-12 quarterback statistically against man coverage, but he's the worst in the Pac-12 against zone. Utah, however, doesn't play much zone. So I'm just throwing that out there. Um, kind of interesting to see this. Kind of interesting to see this. Um, oh, the trolls are out big today. It's crazy. Anthony Freeman. I, is your real name Matt? Are you the husband of Sarah? <laughs> it's sad, though. You motherfuckers really at home making up names and shit. What is the fuck? You guys are sad, homie. God damn. Go get a life, dog. Go get a life. Um, I want to make sure we break this down because Caleb's averaging 265 yards passing a game. He's got 65% completion percentage on the season. 14 tubs, one pick. He's having a fucking hell of a season. I'm just going to be honest. Caleb Williams is balling out. Um, he's having a great year. Um, on top of that, USC 6-0 for the first time since 06. 06. Um, and hopes to keep the win streak alive. They are the favorites right now, plus 180. Oregon has moved all the way up to plus 190 to finish second in the Pac-12. And if that's the case, then those two will play for the title. This year, it doesn't mean that it's no north versus south. This year, it's the best two teams can play. That's why SC can play UCLA this year. It doesn't have to be a north and a south team. So this is the first year doing that, which I like. Uh, UCLA's number three, plus 230, and Utah's number four at plus 600. So um, curious to see how that one plays out. All right, another big game real quick. TCU minus three and a half versus Oklahoma State. Very interesting game. If Oklahoma State wins this game, I think Oklahoma State runs a table and they win the Big 12. If TCU wins this game, I think Texas TCU game is going to be crucial. And I got to see how good this backup quarterback for KU is because KU's backup came in through four touchdowns last week. That doesn't mean he's the guy to sustain a long seven-game stretch and go win out and go to a bowl game. Um but I would love to see it because I think the culture has been laid. And I think that KU team comes back this year and uh, this week, excuse me, and bounces back. But TCU is minus three and a half for Oklahoma State. Max Dugan's playing fucking as good as any quarterback in the country, to be honest with you. I, like, to be honest with you, I think he's playing as good as anyone in the country. Um, Oklahoma State defense was on the field for 104 plays last week versus Texas Tech. I don't know if you guys understand that as a coach. But I'm just telling you, as a coach, 104 football plays last year in the in the in the in the early fall, which is still warm weather. Um, that's a lot of football plays, man. I hope they got some fucking Pedialyte in their system because they're going to be. Uh, they better get some hydration because 104 plays 
in college football is a lot of football plays. Um, we used to average 90 as an offensive coordinator. I would average 90 football plays um, a game, but uh, that's a lot. This late in the season, too. Um, very curious. Which offense will prevail? Sonny Dykes has TCU in first in yards per play in the nation with an average of eight yards per play. And can TCU stop the Oklahoma State offense, which is averaging 46.6 points per game and the third in the country behind Ohio State and Tennessee? Keep in mind, the Oklahoma State defense was on the field for 104 plays, like I said, and TCU offense is right behind Oklahoma State for the fourth best scoring offense in football. 46.4 points a game. It's a lot of points, man. They're scoring a lot of points. They are right up there with uh, SC and Texas and all these different teams that are playing Oklahoma. <laughs> By the way, if you play Oklahoma, you're going to score 46. So I don't put that into I put that into uh, put that into perspective. So TCU and Texas have both played Oklahoma. Both scored. One scored 54. One scored 49. So take those games away, and their average per score scoring average goes down tremendously. So I just want to make sure you're clear with saying that. Um, I want to make sure you understand that. A lot of people don't break that shit down. Um, so we'll see. TCU has three turnovers on offense, and Oklahoma State has forced five turnovers on the whole season. TCU only trails UCLA and USC, who lead the nation in turnovers uh, plus – negative turnover margin ucla and usc have only i think have only had one turnover <laughs> like it's fucking crazy tcu's only had three one thing for sure though after saturday the big 12 will only have one undefeated team left so that is going to break this thing down we're going to break this thing down uh going on over to the acc clemson plays florida state florida state's on a back-to-back-to-back three-game run which included nc state wake forest and now clemson if Florida State loses, is the question is, is Norville's seat getting hotter and hotter and hotter? I'm curious to, to think what you – what do you guys think? I think Mike Norville's seat is getting very hot because he had two bad years. This year he starts off undefeated. They beat LSU, a shitty LSU team, I believe. They beat them, and now they have kind of hit the sled. So I don't know if Florida State is very good at all. I really don't. I don't think they're very good. I don't think their roster is that loaded talent-wise. I think they're very, very underachieving. And I just proves to you that, dog, I keep telling you, cats, if you are the big fish in the small pond, stay there. It ain't that bad of a deal. He had a great thing in Memphis. He had a great thing in Memphis. He was the big fish in the small pond. I tell you guys all the time, the smartest dude in the fucking coaching profession is Mark Pugh, the head coach at fucking Gonzaga, men's basketball. He stays in there and just rides it out, dog. He might get a DUI here and there, but fuck. <laughs> he's fucking smart, man. He's the big fish in the little pond. He has never left. And he's been offered UCLA. He's been offered North Carolina. He's been offered all these jobs. He said, nah, I'm staying right here, dog. I'm going to stay in the Pacific Northwest, beautiful green country. I don't have to worry about it. I can still get the number one recruiting class up here. I don't know how he's doing it. I, I mean, I don't know what they're doing up there, dog. They, they must have some 
shit cracking off up there to go to Gonzaga over UCLA and Duke and shit. It's crazy. But Mark Pugh's winning, and he continues to be in the, in the national title discussion every year at a small fucking school, and he's continuing to stay there. They're paying him big money. He's not chasing this shit around. And, dog, he's, uh, he's smart to me. But we get these guys that want to leave and go be the big fish. Now you want to be the big fish. Now you, you end up being the small fish in the big pond, and you get eight big fish eat little fish. That's just what it is. And recruiting – when it comes to the big fish eating little fish, Alabama's the big fish, dog. They're going to take your kid. They're going to take your kid. <laughs> so, I mean, big fish eat little fish. That's just is what it is. It is what it is. So, stay there. Be cool. Um, you got nothing. You haven't won a natty or nothing. I mean, you know, you're not going to win a natty every single year. You've been in a few. You've had great years. You've been you've been great. National Coach of the Year. Um, all kind of shit. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Um, why do you we call in right after my guest comes on? We could talk about the Aikman thing because I don't know if I'll do after hours today because I got a bunch of shit going on. Um, and I got to end the audio after the guest, but but I'd love to talk some Aikman shit because I'm just telling you right now, it ain't even close to what you guys talking about. I haven't seen the chat today, but I, I but check it out. Uh, Clemson minus three and a half versus Florida State. I think Clemson keeps it rolling, I think Clemson wins. And uh, Florida State's going to be Mike Norville's going to be on a hot seat. These schools have combined to win ten of eleven of the first AC or the last ACC titles. Ten of eleven years they've won the ACC title. These two teams. So Clemson's won six in a row by an average margin of twenty points a game versus these two. Florida State has one of the most explosive offenses in the country. They lead the nation with forty-five plays of twenty yards. That's a good thing. I don't know if Florida State's played many people. Clemson needs to stop Florida State running game, which is currently averaging five and a half yards a carry, which is the highest average in the ACC. Clemson shouldn't have too much trouble, though, as they have had the second best run defense in the nation at two yards a carry. And last year's DJ struggled bad in this game. But this year he looks locked in. Uh, I'm proud of my Oost. I think he's doing a lot better. I think he's uh, it's hard to take off all the haters and naysayers that you see on Twitter every day and put that shit behind you and go out and compete and lead your team every week, and now they're undefeated and looking back at it. And he's like, hey, you know what? I let that shit slide off the back, and and we're rolling. So, um, you know, this season he has improved by 8.6 points in completion percentage. His touchdown-interception last year ratio was 1-1, to but this year it's improved to 7-1. to So DJ's improved all around. The Clemson D is allowing 18 yard uh, points per game, and Florida State is giving up uh, averaging 31 points a game. So Clemson's D is giving up an average of 250 yards a game, according to my stat dat here. And I think uh, Clemson's defense is allowing 64 rushing yards a game. Florida State leads the ACC. Something has to give in the rush game. So we're going to see. Yeah, dog. Jermaine got a strip sack last year, fumble touchdown in this game right here. It was a big game for him. Got him on the – I think he got him in the first round, to be honest, when he dominated this game. I think he put him in the first round. So, um, you know, Annie, yes, yes, ma'am, Annie. Uh, if that's who you really are, if you're a real woman, because we get a lot of trolls and fake folks in here time to time. Uh, the Clemson offense is scoring nearly 40 points a game, while the Florida State defense allows 20 points a game. So, again, both things transition. Something's got to give here. Something's got to give here. So we'll see what uh, what gives. We'll find out. 
Florida State quarterback Jordan Travis is fourth, and DJ is fifth in terms of 20-plus yard passes. Florida State has the best pass defense in the ACC, only allowing 170 yards a game. So we're going to find out. We're going to see how that ends up working out. I'm curious to go through that. We're going to go through that. Um, I wanted to I want to debate this quarterback thing with some folks in here. Uh, you know, a lot of you guys, I, I put Tom Brady as my number one this morning with Matt because of just the results. I said that my criteria was winning, skill set, the it factor, and just being elite. Tom Brady's won seven. Uh, he still has a hell of a skill set. He's most, pretty fucking accurate. He still has a pretty good arm. He's not elite by any means, but he, with all that tied in with seven titles and being accurate and poised as, as it gets in the pocket and being in the the ultimate professional at the position, I, I put him at one. And I put Aikman at two. Aikman is so underrated. You motherfuckers have no idea. Unless you really study the quarterback position and know it. I love the dick writers who come out and just, oh, Aikman. Uh. But you don't have a fucking clue what Aikman even entails. You have no idea what even Aikman did or or, or what he does or what he did. or And then if you don't have a resume, dog, how do you f- go to sleep at night thinking you can debate me? <laughs> like, I'm curious. I, I don't put Johnny Unitas even near the top 10 to me, man. I know, I know our boy Sean Waffle, who knows football in this room, in this chat, knows he's got him in there, I think. See, at a certain point, I look back at the Fran Tarkenton era and, and, and the Unitas's, and, and I think Bradshaw's on the fringe of this. There was a lot of bad athletes in that era. And, you know, we had a lot, a lot of bad. That's why I don't have Gail Sayers in my top 10 running backs of all time. Because Gail Sayers was playing against a lot of stiff motherfuckers on defense. And I, I'm not taking anything away from Gail Sayers. I just don't know what Gail would do now. And I and it's hard to compare eras, man. Me and Matt were just talking about this. It's hard to compare eras in basketball. It's hard to compare eras in football. I just don't know if you can really put a Gail Sayers, who was not a big guy, who 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 didn't play very many years in the NFL for a reason, and uh, and the Johnny Unitas's of the world and the and the Starbucks. Star, uh, Starbucks, I, I don't know, man. I love them when they played. I, I've watched them. You know, it just looks like a guy out playing a turkey bowl in, in a field uh, somewhere that just wasn't very talented, just looking at him. Just looking at him. Very, wasn't very talented. Um, and that is kind of my issue. You know what I mean? That's why I don't put those quarterbacks in that era. Aikman, dog, played in his pro- arguably the best defensive era in football history against some of the best defensive players in football history. Um, you have to go against Bruce Smith, Reggie White, Too Tall Jones. I mean, every Sean Jones, you went against some of the best D linemen of all fucking time. And then you still had to play guys like Warren Sapp when they started coming new, and Ray Lewis was a young co- co- uh, player, and you started getting into the Ed Reeds when they were young. He went through all the transitions. John Taylor was early in his career. He went through all the great transitions. And I just don't think uh, I can put Unitas and those cats in that category. They were just too, it just wasn't, they weren't that fucking good to me. I just, I just, I, I, that's just my personal opinion. But Troy Aikman was different. And a lot of cats don't know because you just saw him. You didn't, you didn't he wasn't, they weren't throwing the ball around the park 50 times a game back then, dog. 
they had a they had a fucking mashing mulling O line that just controlled the clock, and Troy Aikman just had to dominate at what he did by throwing and moving the sticks, and that's what he did with Irvin and Harper and Novacek. And then Emmett Smith controlled the clock with that O line. I grew up with Larry Allen, one of the greats. Um, that's probably the best O line ever. So Matt is trying to tell me, you know, the O line put anyone behind that O-line, and I just don't buy that shit. I don't buy that shit because I could put anyone in New England then to win seven Super Bowls if that's the case, and that's not the case. That's not the case. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, Yeah, Carl, I had Montana in my list if you watched it or saw it, so I don't know if you did or not, but um, hopefully you saw it. But uh, without further ado, man, let's get into – Let's get into our uh, our our guest, man. We have to. We can't thank more. We I can't thank him enough. Um, can't thank him enough for joining us, man. I got a uh, on the ticker below. Make sure you guys check him out. Jimmy James, aka the Raider Duke, survivor, a Raider fanatic. He's gonna tell us a story, his story. I can't wait to hear it. I love real talk, real banter, real talk uh, situations, man. And and. Uh, and 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 like I said, he's he's one of the top two fanatics in Raider football. If you guys are for Raider fans, this guy is one of the the greats. Um, I'm gonna pop him in here. He's right there with the Violator as far as Raider fanatics. And uh, and uh, I appreciate uh, the Raider Duke joining us, man. What up, man? I appreciate you, brother. What up? What up, man? Thanks uh, for the introduction. I appreciate it. How, how you hey, doing, man? Hey, are you on a phone? I am. Can you turn it sideways? Let's see. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, Much love. Much love. Hey, man, I appreciate you. So where you at? You in Albuquerque or Vegas or what? Uh, I'm in Los Lunas, New Mexico. So it's about 20 minutes south of Albuquerque. Okay. Raider Nation, man, speak up. Hey, man, I had Max Crosby on the show. uh, Near and dear to my heart, Max Crosby. I had the Raiders journalist on the show. Heidi Fang was on my show last Friday, or this past Monday, right before they played the Chiefs. Um, Man, what's your take on the Chiefs, man? They played the Chiefs tough, man. Uh, Tough luck. Going one to four. Do you kick it or go for two? Uh, You got to go for the win. Just win. Really? You got to go for the win. And that's why I love the aggressive take by Josh McDaniels. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, he coached a hell of a game. Uh, you know, obviously there were certain times where uh, I feel like uh, the team as a whole could have done better. But uh, I feel like, uh, you know, I like the aggressiveness. When you play the Chiefs, you got to go for the win. Now nah, I hear you, man. I See, I, you're talking to a coach, man. I'm going to be like, well, that's why your fuckers are one and four. Uh, it could be. It could be. I, yeah, no, I feel it. I feel it, you know. <laughs> Uh, the, hey, if man, you would have asked me the night of the game, I probably would have said something different. But when I thought about it, I was like, you know what? You know, Patrick Mahomes, yeah, I get it. It's, 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 a, it's a tough situation. Nah, I hear you, man. It's uh, So what got you to be a Raider fan, man? Like, tell, tell us your story, man. So you're, 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 you, 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 I know you're, in, you're in New Mexico. I know uh, you go by the Raider Duke, right? So That's you're one, correct. Uh, you're, you're a Raider fanatic. I know I've seen a lot of your stuff out there. Um, you got a story to tell that's quite interesting, though. I know you grew up in, in New Mexico, and what got you stuck? What got you in, like being a Raider fan? Well, uh, starting off, I mean, my dad was always a Raider fan. We're, we're New Mexican, uh, big Jim, Jim Plunkett fans. Uh, yeah. His family actually uh, came from out here, uh, so they uh, his grandparents uh, were from Santa Fe, yeah. and so uh, my dad just became a huge fan, you know, from the get. Uh, just being Latino, you know, and um, and then 
me as a kid, you know, obviously I didn't see a lot of winning, unfortunately. Um, I got to see like the, the Chucky uh, era, which was the first taste of winning I had. It was beautiful for a while. You know, obviously we traded Chucky and, you know, the rest is history. Um, but, uh, but you know what? Um, me personally, just I love the diversity of the Raiders. I love that they, they try to change the game. You know, first Latino head coach, first Latino quarterback to win Super Bowls. Uh, first uh, African-American coach, you know, like, and they did it before. It was something that, you know, that were they were forced to do. They did it because that was what was right. Yeah, it wasn't uh, a Rooney rule. Yeah. Exactly. We just, we led the way, you know, and uh, Amy Jenny Trask. Green, shout out Amy Torres, Trask. Jenny Green. You guys had a, yeah, it's a good, great point you make, man. That's a good point. First Go woman CEO, uh, Amy Trask. Yeah. yeah. So got to give credit for her. Uh, yeah. She's still out there at CBS. So shout out to her. She's the princess of darkness. No doubt, no doubt. She looked pretty good too. Shit. Um, yeah. So, so you got a story, man. I want to hear this thing, man. I know, I know you're kind of a survivor, and and uh, and uh, you 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 got you got drugged through the mud just like myself. And so, it's great to hear this type of stories, man. So, um, becoming a Raider fan, though, mm-hmm. you started going to all the games, and you just got super in, into it, and started becoming this loyal fan. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, actually, I, me personally. I wish I could have gone to a ton of games. Uh, I didn't get to growing up because, uh, you know, we, we weren't that well off, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, the ones that I got to go to were amazing. I got to go to Oakland, uh, you know, which was definitely amazing. But uh, they play a big part in my story that you, you talk about it being a survivor. Uh, me personally, you know, I, I was saved, uh, you know, 10 years ago now uh, from meth and opiates. Uh, you know, as a kid, you know, I was a, I did music a lot. And so... It was uh, it was always around, um, you know. I I had almost got signed by Sony Entertainment, and I just got a had a problem, uh, and and so anyway, um, God saved me. Uh, I know not a lot of people will say that out loud, but you know, I, I give credit to the one and only uh, Jesus Christ, and uh, he helped me out. And uh, obviously, the Raiders. I turned to art, uh, so I do a lot of uh, graphic art, you know, with the uh, Apple pencil and uh, you know Photoshop and things like that. So, if so you want, you can cut you off. Explain your Twitter handle name. Uh, yeah, so uh, Log- it's at Lajeunesse Art. That's actually my last name. Um, it's uh, it's French. Uh, it actually means the youth or young forever. Um, and so I just went with my last name and then what I do. So I make art. I do uh, a whole bunch of different types of art. I'm a poet, a rapper, um, and also a graphic artist. So, got you, got you. So you beat beat. You thank God saving you. You beat, you beat, you beat math. You beat all this, these different addictions or what have you. And you, you overcame them. And, uh, we, I talk about mental health all the time on this show. I said, man, there's mental health. And then there's mental, mentally weak folks. And I said, obviously this guy overcame a lot of shit and didn't use the mental health crutch. He said, I'm not, I'm not going to be mentally weak. I'm going to beat the shit, which you did. You stared diversity right in the face and you said, fuck you basically. So commend you tremendously for doing that. And Thank now you. your goal is is you set a different got your eyes set on a new goal. So explain that. What do you got going now? Yeah. So my new goal, I've I've been totally well. My number one goal is obviously be a good father. I got four kids and a wife, you know. So uh, be a good family man for my family. But my goal professionally uh, is to work for the Raiders as a graphic artist. And uh, just to show you guys a little bit of, of what I'm working on now, um, right here, we got the great John Madden and Kenny Stabler. custom authentic yeah everything i do is 100 custom there's nothing like it on the earth um each person that uh 
that gets art for me, um, everyone's is different. So for example, I also have this right here. You told me you like Greg Townsend. And so I made this boy, for you here. Boy, grow up with them. Yeah, so I like Greg Townsend as well, but I made you that right there. I don't know if you can oh, see Oh, that's it. much love, man. That's tight. Yeah, I got the Coach JB show on there. I got your live weekdays, 6 a.m. It's <laughs> oh, hard, man. I like that shit, man. You, if you can send me that, brother, I'll rock it and, 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 and shout you out, man. That's sick shit right there. That, oh, yeah. I'll definitely send it to you. Right there. I grew up in the hood, man. I grew up with a lot of cats, graffiti artists. I grew up with taggers. I grew up with bangers. I mean, I've seen it all. That's that's some pretty elite shit. You need to come out here and slang that shit in Venice Beach, man. Oh, I know, I know. I, I, and hey, and I finally got out there uh, to Vegas again, and I started, uh, you know, at the tailgates. I, I got to give some art out. You know, it was really cool. Oh, nice. Uh, but yeah, I, I mostly do Raider art, but uh, I actually made my my name with Lowrider art, um, and so I do photography, custom photography for Lowriders at car shows. And I make big, big posters, you know, um, for a lot of the uh, well-known uh, lowriders here. Because we have the lowrider capital of the earth here uh, in Las Vegas, New Mexico. Yeah. Not many people uh, know about that place, uh, but they can look that oh, up. Las Vegas. Well, brother, the home of New Mexico Highlands. Oh, there you go. Okay. All right. So you know, no. All right. You got yeah, some okay. smart cats out there. <laughs> oh, man. I, hey, we, I played there. I've been there several times. I, shit, I, trust me. That's in the middle of fuck nowhere. I always just tell people, yeah, I'll be in Vegas this weekend, man. Motherfuckers, <laughs> you know, Las Vegas, New Mexico, about fucking middle of nowhere. Um, yeah, I knew, that. I knew that, though, man. Lowrider Capital is in that town, man. It's crazy. So you do a lot of artwork for all the, the, the cars themselves. You, do, you, do you spray paint cars, too? I, I don't do that. My cousin does, though, um, and you guys should look him up. Uh, Sid Lajeunesse, the guy, uh, he actually is a, a retired uh, veteran from the military, but uh, he is like one of the greatest artists that inspired me uh, to become an artist. Uh, he's, he does, uh, you know, spray paint, all of that. Uh, he does airbrush, uh, which is amazing. Uh, but yeah, uh, Sid Lajeunesse, um, it's, he has uh, Sid Lajeunesse art if you look him up on uh, Instagram. So do you, do you paint your face? Do you do all that shit, too, like the violator? Oh, yeah. So I, I have a like if you, if you look up what a Spanish Duke is, um, you know, I, I, I go all out with that. I got a cape. I got the, the whole nine yards, man. So uh, you guys will if you look at my profile, you'll see uh, one of the pictures there. Um, also, my official logos on there. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you guys would be able to see my costume there as well on my Twitter profile. So. So it's on Twitter, right? Yes, yes. And that, that was the tough thing with, uh, with the Twitter thing. I mean, I went with my last name, but it's, it's pretty long, you know. It's 17 letters. So I was like, oh, right. man, I should have just did Raider Duke. <laughs> right. But, no, uh, no, no, I saw. I noticed that. I was like, I saw your Raider Duke shit, but I was like, damn, what does he go by? But uh, no, that's what's up, though. I'm trying to see if I could pull it up for you. Um, let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Um, so... That's the violator in your video, right? Yeah, yeah. I said uh, so. That's uh, the violator in my first video. He's pinned, obviously, because uh, he was one of the first people that believed in my artwork. Um, he always uplifted me uh, from the beginning since the the day that we talked, you know. And and uh, him, uh, Phil Villapiano, uh, is another big supporter of mine. Uh, Kenny King Sr., uh, you know, another one. Jacoby Ford. Uh, so a lot of past Raiders, uh, you know, have had my back. Amy Trask has had my back um and so um i've been blessed man i've been blessed so you did this right here you do a freehand uh so it's a mix of freehand and digital art uh so i don't know if you guys know what an apple pencil is but uh that that right there is used with apple pencil that one in particular that one's wow. free 
So is this like on a like this is on like a, a, a laptop? So it's actually on an iPad Pro. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I invested in an iPad Pros like the the first big investment uh, that I made on uh, on the iPad. I usually you know use obviously notebooks and stuff like that, but uh, I don't know. Uh, my cousin had got a had the iPad Pro, and I just fell in love with it. So I ended up getting one myself, and it, it's amazing. So damn, that's that's uh that's some cold shit, man. I, I, I'm just tripping on on the detail on these things, man. Uh, I know you have uh. Devontae Adams as well, right? Yes, Devontae Adams. Obviously, all the current Raiders, um, you know, I've made tons of uh, posters of them. Uh, I, I like making legends, though. Um, that's where I, you know, I like to shine because not a lot of people uh, see that a lot. So I like to, to essentially, you know, relive the glory days. They're, they're like, you're stuck in the past, but you know what? I'm proud of our past, you know. It, it's what makes us who uh, we are, you know, as Raider Nation. So um, I, I try to shout out players that, uh, that no one remembers, you know, and, uh, or if they do remember, uh, they get to see them again and relive that, uh, the memories that they had when they were younger, you know. That's one of my, my favorite pieces I've ever made right there. Um, and that one right there, obviously, like I said, Jim Plunkett, my favorite quarterback of all time. You got Tom Flores, the first Latino head coach to win, not one, but two Super Bowls. Um, you know, I, he's in the Hall of Fame, and Jim Plunkett, he deserves to be there too. Nah, no doubt about it. Uh, what? So let me ask you this. You do these on this uh, iPad. Um, how long would it take you to do something like this? <sighs> it depends. That one in particular took me almost, what, like two and a half hours? Um, you know, because oh, obviously you're knocking these out in 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 a sitting. Yeah, see, and that's the thing about having an uh, the iPad um, and and learning all these programs. And I taught myself this, so I'm able to to use about nine different programs um, and be able to speed up my process um, compared to what I used to do, where it would take you know weeks. You know, and so that's the thing about technology. Um, it kind of it kind of opens the doors uh, to to making great art just like that. Um, a lot faster than it used to. So, wow. So, do you sell these? I do. I do sell these. Um, I make custom art, like I said, of anything you want. Um, I make, you know, obviously, you know, people lose family members. So, I make memorials for, for funerals. Uh, I also make, obviously, sports art. Uh, I make low rider art. Anything you can think of. You, you give me a vision, I make it. Um, I could do anything. That, that's, a, that's a tough one right there. Uh, that Kenny? Stabler? That's Ken. That's Kenny Stabler at the end. Yeah, that's that's Kenny. St and then right there, Phil Villapiano. If you see is him this, right there in the middle, on the iPad too. That's on the iPad as well. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah uh, I got to get into some things here because uh, I I'm I'm a critic. I'm very harsh on the Raiders right now because I think uh, Derek Carr is a bust. Um, I think Derek Carr is holding you back tremendously from exploding because of the roster you have is very very good. Um, I'm going to get this one right here to Max, man. If you get me this, I will get it to Max Crosby and tell him who it's from. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get you that. I'll send it with, uh, with the one that I'm, I made you. So I'll send them both to you. All right. Send me those and I'll send that to Max and I'll get you uh, a shout out, man. And maybe, maybe you and Max can hook up, man, and do something. Um, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. Great. Max a good dude. Max is a recovery too, man. He's, he's sober. I, know. I love Max, man. Max and uh, and Darren Waller, man. They they inspire me so much because uh, you know, yeah. like I said, it's it's tough for where we come from, you know. But to see people overcome and do more than overcome to inspire others to do the same, um, it's a big thing, you know. And like like, like you were saying, you came from that, the, you know, you came from the gutter, you know. And now look at you, man. So I'm just strolling through your shit, man, and you just have like. 
you just you got unbelievable shit. So here's the guy I want to know about. <laughs> the polarizer. Yeah. All right, so, so so where do you stand with this guy? Um so I'm I, I'm a, I'm gonna be completely honest. I like Derek Carr. Um, I think this is a make or break season for him. Uh, this is he has everything he needs uh, right now uh, to not just uh, get to the playoffs, but to win in the playoffs. Um, and at this point, you know, obviously it's been a letdown season. Uh, I I I could say that there's blame all around. You know, uh, honestly, against the Cardinals, I was at that game. Um, that uh, I I don't put that on Derek Carr. Uh, I really do not put that on Derek Carr at all. Uh, I feel like we should have ran the ball um, at that at the end in overtime and kicked the field goal. That was just my opinion. Where Jacobs has been unstoppable, carrying this team, um, and and in critical moments when it matters, uh, they don't use him. Uh, so just like against the Chiefs, third and one, fourth and one, run the damn ball. You know, uh, obviously our right tackle is not the greatest at pass protection. No offense, I love uh, his story. Uh, but and obviously they keep doing the line shifts, so they put different people. I've never seen that done in the NFL. Also, line moves. Uh, I don't like it. Games in the NFL. I don't like that at all. I think that's a mistake. There's no way to gel. It it, it doesn't work, and it's not working. Nah, I hear you. I I just think that he's a guy. I I don't see them. I don't see how they keep him next year, man. I don't. I don't see him. I think they're going to make a move because the Raiders roster is too talented. And Waller, man, is is always in. You know, the last two years he's been pretty hurt. Exactly, and that's that's a heartbreaker because he got the bag. I mean, everyone got paid. You know, everyone got paid, and now no one's producing. You know, I mean, Devontae's producing. Jacobs, the only one that didn't get paid, is producing. Um, and so it, I don't know, you know, like, I, like I said, I like Derek, I like him as a person, great human being, uh, you know, obviously he's a great leader of men going by his team, uh, what they say about him. Uh, but the man, uh, he needs, he needs to step up, you know, he needs that killer instinct like he had in 2016. Um, and I know it's there cause obviously you don't win in the fourth quarter with all those comebacks if it's not there. But, uh, this year I just feel like he's been too relaxed. I, I don't know how to explain it. I, I don't see it in him this year and it's, I don't know what to say about it. You know, yeah, it, I agree. that's why, man, if you ever hear my, heard my shows, man, I talk about it all the time. I'm like, that's why you don't pay these dudes this money yet. You, you were giving them the keys to the car without them learning how to drive yet. And it's crazy to me. Now they hold us by like, they got us by the nuts, so to speak, man. It's like, you, you haven't even, Kyler Murray hasn't done anything and we've paid him and he's horrible. And the same with, these Deshaun guys. Watson. What about Deshaun Watson, man? Get, <laughs> getting paid all that money, man. He hasn't played. By in two you years. signing him, it made it made the marketplace so high that now you have to pay a guy like Lamar Jackson, who I don't believe is worth the money either. But you have to pay him, though. You have to. You, ha- you have to. Yeah, because the the market's set. Someone's yeah. going to pay him that now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like uh, it, it got ruined, I think, when uh, Kirk Cousins signed that deal in Minnesota, the fully guaranteed contract. Um, I, I feel yeah. like that was a mistake and. You know, uh, it's it's only going to get worse. Yeah, it, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting take, man. It's interesting take. So, so have you, have you been to any games this year? Yeah, I went to the Cardinals uh, game uh, uh, that went to overtime. That was actually my birthday. Um, nice. <laughs> and we were winning by 20 and uh, in the fourth quarter and somehow lost. So, um, yeah, that was a mess. Where do you sit at? Uh, so, I was actually down in row 134 for that game um that was uh it was it was amazing man the environment in vegas um i mean obviously like i said it's not oakland um and never will be oakland and that's okay 
that's okay because you know what's sometimes the big difference you see between Vegas and Oakland. What's the big difference right now in these two? <sighs> My and biggest Vegas. thing, the biggest difference I would say is that a lot of these season ticket holders, it seems like maybe there were casinos or millionaires that bought the things just to sell them. And they're selling them to opposing fans. Whereas in Oakland, you knew where you were going to in Oakland, you know, and Oakland was not anywhere to play games around. That was a home field advantage that uh, can never be replicated by anybody in the NFL. Yeah, that's that's it's intriguing, man. Intriguing. So Vegas indoors compared to outdoors in Vegas. You played on that baseball field there. I mean, <laughs> it was yeah. it, it was like it was like lore. You know what I mean? It was like people knew when they came there, they were gonna get bloody and muddy. Exactly. And Vegas seems more like ah, it's a little nicer uh environment. We're in the day, we're in this big fucking in Darth Vader looking thing. And you know, it is what it is. So, so what, what is next, man? What, what, what is next for you, man? I'm going to try to push your stuff, man, to some people, but so that's your ultimate goal. Trying to, trying to be, uh, I want to work for the Raiders. Yeah. That, that's my, my ultimate dream is to work for the Raiders. Um, you know, so my, right now I'm obviously pushing all my Raider art. Uh, but I, I'm, you know, trying to, like I said, I've been with talking with Phil Villapiano. Uh, if you know him, if you don't, he's an amazing linebacker of the Raiders past Kenny King, um, and they're trying to get me in, you know, uh, get me meetings so that way I could actually let them know about what I do. Um, you know, and, and honestly, when I work for the Raiders, I mean, my goal is to to be part of like their charity. You know, like they have like charities that they, they work with um, and use my art to bring, obviously, attention to play, players of the past. So like maybe doing, uh, you know, trading cards of legends and then using that money to go you know, to their charities that they actually, uh, they run. So, Hey man, I got to ask you something. This picture right here just caught my attention. Very, very, uh, this is a very, very moving picture. A lot of people don't know. So <laughs> I assume the, the, the far guy on the left, uh, is a journalist asking the questions. That's so, correct. Yep. And that's Roselle. Right. We got John Madden. We have Al Davis. And the guy on the right, I don't know if you know this. <laughs> uh, he's in my he's in my book right here. Hate me now, love me later. By the way, he's in my he's in this book right here. Um, oh yeah, Pete. Huh? So him and my dad grew up as best friends. Man, he is from Compton. So they went to Compton High School, Compton College. Uh, they all grew up in the same. My dad and Paul grew up together in the same house. Um, I mean Pete, Pete Roselle. Yeah, Pete Roselle. Yeah, same house. So. Uh, he is who the NFL is right now. Pete Rozelle, the commissioner at this time, was basically what the NFL he, – he created what this NFL is. And um, that is a hell of a picture, man. That is crazy right there. I actually have a picture of Pete Rozelle and my dad together when they were 18 years old. Oh, wow. That's so, yeah. nuts, man. Uh, also, Duke Snyder, who's a, a, a great Dodger, Brooklyn Dodger and L.A. Dodger. Duke Snyder was also uh, in that picture. Uh, James Colburn, who's a, a, a Western actor, they all grew up on the same street, Palmer Street, Palmer Block. Oh, wow, what a what a street, Tom, man! That's a talented Tom, street. Yeah, man. Anthony Anderson, Todd Bridges, Venus, Serena Williams, all grew up oh. on that street, bro. I grew up with all the motherfuckers when I was. I grew up with Anthony Anderson, his brother Todd Bridges, Venus and Serena. I used to walk them to Compton College to play tennis every day. So it's all in my book, man. But oh wow, yeah, I'm gonna. I, I definitely got to get your book. That is a crazy picture right there, man. I, I, that 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 tells me a lot about you, man. You're a historian, not only for the Raiders, but I understand you're a Raiders pro, a Raider guy. But that's Pete Rozelle, man. That's kind of what he. That's when the NFL was great. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And obviously, you know, uh, the AFL NFL merger, you know, got give, give credit to the Maverick Al Davis, you know, uh, yeah. obviously, <laughs> there's a lot of bad blood, you know, between those two right there. But um, no doubt, but uh, yeah, they, had <laughs> yeah. they had beef. They did. They, uh, that's crazy. Beef. How old are you? I'm 20. Well, actually, I just turned 30. I forgot. Yeah, just turned 30. Damn, you're a youngster, man. For you to know all this is pretty impressive, man, to be honest with you. A lot of cats your age don't don't do the work. They 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 just live their life in, in what current time they're in. They don't really look back and say, "This is the forefathers." And I, it's good hearing a, a, a younger cat saying, "We're about our past, man. That's what we we came from. We derived from." So it's 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 uh it's refreshing, dog. Hearing it, yeah, and and the way that I came out like that, like I told you, my pops, he was actually born in 1960, the same year the Raiders, uh, you know, were established. And so when I was a kid to teach me, cause I couldn't watch live, he bought those documentaries, um, America's game. And I had the VHS tapes back when I was a kid, I got them at the Goodwill when I was young. I had all three, I had the uh, 76 Raiders, the 80 Raiders, and then the 83 Raiders, all of the Super Bowl teams. And that's where I learned about the Raiders like deeply, you know, and I fell in love with who they were. And it's crazy because my first tape was the 76 Raiders and, and Phil Villapiano was the one that narrated, he was part narrator in that one. And, and then when I grow up, you know, for him to be one of the first supporters of my art, uh, really just, you know, it, it, it touches my heart. And, uh, and I just have nothing but respect for the man. He is such a genuine person. Hey, so explain this picture, man. Cause I'm starting to get, you, you got some, you got me intrigued now. You got, I'm going through your pictures and shit. It's like, Holy fuck. So explain this one. So you got, is that baby? Is that the <laughs> owner right now? That's Mark Davis right there on the bottom right. Yeah. So where are you getting these from? So you're getting these online, and then and then you draw them. So basically, yeah. Are you yeah. So I get a on Raiders. Yeah. If you just go to the Raiders website, they have tons of pictures that you could just you know you obviously you could look at them and then you draw them yourself. And if you could tell, like obviously his face, it doesn't look exactly like Al Davis, but I mean, I, I got pretty damn close, I think. Um, but uh, I don't know if you could go on uh, Raiders.com. You could uh, compare the original uh, picture to to mine. Um, but if not, I mean, it's it, it's pretty damn fucking close. Excuse my language, but oh, man, you don't gotta excuse the language with me, dog. Uh, <laughs> that, that, these are these are crazy. So you you so what? Well, how do I know the difference between us? What do you call it? A freehand and what? Art? I mean, what yeah, are you so, so there's they're all mixed. So they're gra I use I use all my tools all the time. So this one right here, go uh oh, not that one. The one that you're on, that one right there is not a free hand. That one is not a free hand. It, it definitely not. Yeah, because that one actually I, I use the picture and that one is just layers upon layers of graphic work. That one right there is not a free hand. You'll you'll start noticing the difference. You could tell by the faces. Because I'm not. This is, this is used on the on the iPad. That's iPad, yeah. So what makes so so if I were coming in as a novice and I'm like, man, anyone could do this shit on an iPad. What is your what do you say? Uh, I would say try to do what I do, and you can't. That's right. <laughs> you know, uh, there's a. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I put obviously like uh, I taught myself, so anybody could teach themselves to do these, these things, you know. It takes do? hours upon hours of. I mean, I'm telling you, I've. If you go through my Twitter, man, you'll see how. I mean, I worked. I. I don't even know how many hours. Uh, I mean, I probably years worth of work just this in one year. I probably done like 
two, three years of work, you know, like um, what happened was the reason I got into this. Oh, I, I taught myself how to animate as well. If you go up right there. That one right there. Yeah, there you go. That's the one. Blustering in from sea. And that's freehand. King song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, um, like, like I said, I mean, anyone could uh, teach themselves how to do things like this. Um, I believe that, uh, that human beings are more powerful than we give them credit for. Um, I just feel that you have to have not just uh, the will to do it, but you got to actually put the action in there. Um, and put your heart and soul. See, like all my pictures, man, you like this right here, you won't find another picture like that at all. That's a hundred percent freehand custom work right there. And, uh, but, but like I said, I mean, I love the Raiders and you could feel the love of, of, of my team. Like I, I love them a little, sometimes I feel like I love them too much because I'm not, like, I mean, they affect my emotions. Um, but, uh, I just, I love art, man, and uh, I, I put my heart and my soul in these things. But the way that the art started, though, again, was um, in 2021, uh, I lost my best friend, which was my cousin. She died during childbirth, man. And um, shit, it messed me up, man, real bad. Um, and my faith was tested because, you know, obviously, like I said, I got saved by God 10 years ago. But um, when this happened, like I'm telling you, this was my right hand, like my best friend. And... Uh, and so I went into a dark depression and, um, and then what happened was, is my cousin let me see their iPad, you know, one day and they're like, Hey, you haven't been making music. You haven't been doing poetry. Like, check this out. Like you should try this. And then, you know, they kept pushing it, pushing it. And then, you know, obviously, um, one night I couldn't sleep cause I was having, I had real bad insomnia after uh, she died. And, uh, I picked up the iPad and, you know, one day I just, I spent like a whole night where I couldn't sleep. And I fell in love. And then now I just make beautiful pieces, you know, like there's some pieces where I make where like uh, there's like five generations of family members that I put together that that never were in the picture together. You know what I mean? And make people cry like those are the ones that that matter or like when people lose, uh, you know, uh, animals that had been in their life for a long time. So like, you know, just just things like that. I try to, to make people smile. Um, you know, is, is really what I try to do. I try to show them that no matter where you came from, no matter what you've been through then or now, like I said, with her dying, um, you can still overcome, you know? And so that's, that's just what I'm all about. Nah, no doubt, man. It's very uh, intriguing, man. I, I appreciate you sharing your story, man. It's, uh, kudos to you, man. What, what, what's the next Raider game you're going to? Uh, so I'm looking at the 23rd uh, against Houston. So after the bye week is uh, where I'm trying to, trying to be right there. Houston, huh? they they better get that win, dog, because I don't know how many more you guys can get with this uh, ailing Derek Young. Let me, uh, Derek Carr. Let me ask you this: Can, yeah. can you come back and, and and get back in the race at one and four? Not too many teams have done it in the history of the football uh, NFL. Well, what I can say is that if if you don't know about the Raiders, they're the first wild card team to win a Super Bowl. Uh, so anything's possible. We like to make history. Um, I believe that uh, the Carr and Devontae connection is getting more crisp, as you saw, uh, you know, Monday night. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, if, if anyone could do it, it's the Raiders, man. Hey, man, I, I, I won't mind it. I'm not I'm not mad at it. You know what I mean? We'll see. I'm not a, I'm not a Raider fan. But at the same time, man, I want to see uh, Max Crosby succeed. I want to see a couple guys like that ball out. Uh, you know, that's. 
And Mad Max is balling out, man. I, I, I'm saying defensive player. I called it before the season, defensive player of the year. This guy is, I mean, he's going to, he, I swear, man, he reminds me of like uh, Lyle Alzado, you know, like just coming in, man, with a with a different mean streak in his eyes. Like you just see it, the condor. Uh, man, I love watching him. I love watching him. I'm proud yeah. that he's a Raider. And, and that's one thing I can't, I just, I don't know, man. Now I hear you. I'm on record though saying that Devontae Adams is going to have the worst year of his career. By the way, that's how bad I think of their. But the problem is, is that you're wrong. He's already has five touchdowns. He's second in yeah, the league. But yeah, but that's that. Look at his look at his catch. He had three catches the other day, dog. Big plays though, but he ain't getting the targets because I don't believe Derek <sighs> Carr knows how to target him enough and efficient. And Renfo just came back, so we'll see. I mean, he was hurt, you know. We'll see what yeah, happens. That's the problem, though. Yeah, I mean, to build chemistry, you got to play together. And right now, you know, Waller's on the sideline. Renfro was out two weeks, you know. I mean, there's a lot, you know, obviously Perriman, which is our, you know, one of our leaders on the defense was out two weeks. Uh, our One of our young bud stars, uh, Morig, was out, you know, our, our safety. Um, I mean, so it, it's been tough, uh, but obviously injuries happen. Um, and you got next man up and you just got to win. So, I mean, I, I, I think we're the most talented one and four team I've ever seen. And I wouldn't put it past them to, you know, go on a big winning streak here with the next six wins and getting us to seven and four in contention. So, Hey man, kudos to you, brother. I, I, I'm more, I'm more impressed by your life and your struggling story and overcoming your struggle, man. And, uh, I, you know, I got players everywhere, man. I got players with the Raiders, players in the NFL, 28 of them, man. So I don't care about teams anymore. I root for people and humans. So I'm rooting for you, man. I appreciate you coming on, sharing your story, brother. And like I said, anything you could do, uh, I could do for you, let me know. I'll get that to Max, too. Give me that picture. And, uh, hey, man, keep fighting a good fight, brother. Two feet at a time, all gas, no brakes, man. I appreciate you. Hey, man, just win, baby. Just win. Aha, that's right, brother. Just win. I appreciate you, man. Take care, Jimmy. You take it easy, brother. Thank you so All much. Right. It's been it's an honor. No doubt. Clap it up, man. My main man right there. The, the Raider Duke in the house. Appreciate him joining us, man. Uh, very, very, uh, very inspiring, man. Uh, went from meth to uh, being a Raider super fanatic. Uh, Tuesday, we have the Violator on, who's the most famous, world-famous Raider fan of all of them. If you don't know who the Violator is, I'm sure you can find him online easily. He'll be on the show Tuesday. So uh, very, very, uh, very good to hear that man's story, man. I'm glad he's chasing his goal. He's a hell of an artist, though. Uh, very, very good artist. Um, I want to break down the college games landscape this weekend real quick. Um, we've already broke down some games. Um, I want to get into Penn State, Michigan. All right. Battle of two undefeated, just like TCU and Oklahoma State. Uh, we still got Clemson undefeated. USC, UCLA are still undefeated. Alabama, Tennessee are undefeated. We still have some undefeateds out here. Um, Syracuse is undefeated of all people. Who's going to be the first to lose? Does SC lose to Utah? Does one of them's going to lose TCU and Oklahoma State? Somebody's losing that one. And... It's very intriguing to see who the first one to lose. Florida State beat Clemson? I don't know. We're going to see. But uh, I'm curious to see if UCLA and SC can get to the end undefeated and play. Um, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. Um, I want to get into some freshmen, man, because, as you know, I'm not a Portal fan, all right? 
And I want to get to uh, a couple impactful freshmen. Um, and we're going to break this down. Then I'm going to get to the NFL game of the tonight. I'm going to get to the game tonight. Um, so we're in the post-snap read brought to you by Canadips. <laughs> CBD.com. Also, oops. Um, also, Fight Camp and Roman. Make sure you head on over there to Fight Camp slash Coach JB. Um, so... I want to get into a few things, man, on this freshman front. Since we're in the portal, we got this portal, we can we we can get into some adversity and we can get right out, right? We can go right into a fucking portal, be okay. Uh, Texas A&M's Evan Stewart, he's the number one wide receiver in the 22 class, has 26 catches for 300 yards. He's averaging 11.7 yards a catch. These numbers are pretty good considering how bad the A&M offensive system looks. It looks very decrepit and old. Uh, he's got a career high in both catches with eight and yards with 106 versus Alabama last week. He's a six foot, 175 pounder, and he also played soccer for the United States national youth team. So a very good athlete. He also did not play his senior season in high school, but remained the number one receiver in America. See that shit right there tells me that that's very, very, we're very enabling like, I find it hard to believe that he's the best guy in America, even though he didn't play a one snap in his senior year in high school. I'm, f- I'm I want to go dig up the roots as to why he did not play his senior year in high school. I've been telling you guys this shit is spiraling out of control. Like I would be damned if I'm going to sit out my high school senior year and not play football and just go to class. Like <laughs> I went to school so I could play football. Like I want to make sure people understand this. I went to school. So I didn't gangbang, didn't end up in jail or die. I went to school to play football to keep me from doing all the things I just mentioned. These cats now can have the luxury of sitting out a season and still being awarded luxuries like they're getting. See, you sit out a year when I played, dog, you were done. You're done. You are done. Like, there's nobody recruiting you no more, no matter how fucking good you were. That is a difference in the landscape of our country, dog. Like, our world has changed so dramatically that you can sit out now. You can still get drafted high. You can still go to college and get scholarships sitting out high school, sitting out college. Now you wonder, when are we going to sit out the fucking playoff? Who's going to be the guy to sit out an NFL playoff game? Wait, dog. That shit is coming. That shit is coming. Oh, dog, I, I'm not going to play in this fucking playoff game. We're a wild card team. We're shitty. I'm saving my fucking money for my... I'm saving my body for the bag. Dog, that shit is coming. Make sure you realize that's next. Don't be surprised when that shit happens. But you wonder why. Because now we're allowing college kids to sit out bowl games. Now we're allowing high school kids to sit out their senior seasons. Now we're allowing NFL cats... to. Demand trades, even though they're under four-year contracts. Just watch. Dog, you can't take their money no more. Labor laws took that away. You can't take their money no more. Kyler Murray can't get his money taken back. Deshaun Watson can't get his money snatched back. Like, come on, man. I, I just don't get it, dog. I don't get it. Texas offensive tackle Kelvin Banks, 6'5", 318, has not allowed a sack this year. Uh, he was the number three offensive tackle in the country coming out of high school. 
Uh, big time O lineman plays at Texas. Sark got him in there. Very, very good offensive lineman. I don't know how good he's gonna be. I want to see him, uh, his body mature. I want to see how much muscle he can add. Baby fat takes off, gets off. I watched him specifically, fucking pretty legit. He did a hell of a job versus Alabama. He is a big time player. Sark's getting big time players. They looked as good or equal as Alabama as far as roster talent walking around the field. I'm just telling you, that's what they look like. Georgia running back Branson Robinson, 5'10", 220. Um, he's a four-star recruit, the number nine running back in the nation. He's also played in five games, averaging 6.3 yards a carry. All right. He's 5'10", 220. He's built like a brick shit house. He's, he's a, he's a four-star kid. I don't care about the stars, dog. I want to see you perform in college. I want to see you perform at the level that you are projected to perform at. I don't really give a fuck about the five stars, four stars. Just so you know, most of the 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 best players in the NFL are fucking two stars, three stars, one stars. Those are the best players in America, by the way. It ain't the fucking four and five stars. They don't even make it. The four and five star cats are so enabled and soft that they get anointed these four and five star ratings as a fucking sophomore because they went to a seven on seven camp. And then the rest of the country automatically thinks this is the next best thing. And they can't even get through a fucking season without entering a portal or being bitch-made cats and transferring. So I'm tired of anointing these kids as five-star cats because they don't make it. Five-star cats do not make it. And they're not very successful in the NFL. Go look it up. Go take the two-stars versus the five-stars and see how many more are successful in the NFL right now. I, I would be intrigued to pull that number up. I'm going to try to find that stat. Um so we'll see. This kid, this kid at Georgia, Branson Robinson, he's balling. You know, he had 98 yards and a touchdown versus Auburn. I know he's the Mississippi State high school record holder. Uh, I think he deadlifted 720 pounds or something. Um, I think he benched 370. Uh, he's like a Nick Chubb. He's built like a Nick Chubb. Like he's legit. Pretty he's put together now. This motherfucker's put together. Um, but Branson Robinson, if you haven't heard of him, Jalil Florence, he's a four-star, got another fucking star, corner, 6'1", 190, NFL size. He was the number 11 corner coming out of high school. He's seen action in three games. He had a, a career high in tackles and four against Arizona. He's another big-time corner, um, if you haven't watched this kid. And then the, the other kid that kind of goes under the radar is the five-star quarterback, um, who isn't, isn't playing a lot right now. But this kid watching him in game one when DJ struggled, the Case Clubnick kid um, who's sitting behind DJ, he's a kid that's probably going to be the next big deal. He's probably going to be the next big deal. Um, he's going to be probably get, be the next big deal. So... I liked him a lot. I thought he was really, really good. I also think the backup for Wake Forest is really, really good. And I also think that Sam Hartman is the best quarterback in the draft. That's just me, dog. I, I, what do I know? I've only been calling this shit right for a long fucking time. So we'll see how it ends up going. We'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, Wido, give me a shout. You want to give me a shout? Uh, Mac, if you can get Wido the deal. Um We'll get you uh, in here to discuss my Troy Aikman take. I'd love to hear it. Uh, 
I'm all I'm all here, dog, all day long, 24-7, 365. We're open. Mac will get you the link, dog. We'll bring you in and chop it up about it. Uh, Jay got COVID. Hopefully you beat that, Jay. I'm clapping it up that you beat it. I'm not clapping that you got COVID. But how the fuck did you get COVID, slapdick? What the hell did you do to get that? Come on, man. T's and P's to Jay uh, to fight that illness. Um, appreciate you. Um, Let me get these videos. Um, Wido, Sean, we'll bring you in real quick because I know Sean has a good take too. We're going to have to double team Wido, man. Wido's young and shit. Wido can handle. Uh, what do you guys think about? Uh, what do you guys think about Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly last night not shaking hands? Um, Jada, what do you think about that? You're LA girl. What do you think about that? What'd you think about Patrick Beverly and, 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 and Russell Westbrook not shaking hands? I find that very interesting. That is a bitch-made roster right there. I cannot watch the Lakers this year, dog. There's no fucking way I can do it. I'm just being honest. I, there's no way I could do it. I cannot do it. Like, I would not have done it if Kyrie was there. Definitely wasn't going to do it. But I don't know if I could fuck with watch Beverly and Westbrook. I just don't know if I could do it. Uh, I, I'm telling you. Do what, Mac? Sean Waffle, yeah. Sean, Wido, you guys are going to come in. We're going to chop it up. Um, yeah, dog, that, that asymptomatic uh, shit in the grocery store, dog. Everybody's going to be in the grocery store and having that shit. Um, Russell don't respect Bev, which is, who does he respect? I'm curious. Who does he respect? Because that motherfucker, man, looks like a bitch. And, I, and I, I coach his brother, dog. He's right here from the hood. Like, He's walking around like a sucky teeth bitch. Shut the fuck up, homie. You make 200 rat million. God damn, dog. Go fucking suck it up and be a professional. Quit wearing that weird ass shit you wear. Show your fucking ass up. Hit a fucking shot. Make a layup. Shoot better than 29% from the field. Maybe motherfuckers will respect you. Nobody respects your bitch ass, homie. Stop wearing that weird ass fucking gear you wear. I'm fucking so tired of that motherfucker, dog. And you're a Laker? Do you realize what the fucking Lakers are stand for? 17 rings deep? Do you realize you're in L.A. at your crib and you can't represent the Lakers better than this? Get the fuck out. Get his ass up out of here, homie. Eddie Manyweather. Get the fuck out of here. The Lakers are going to be shitty again. See, that's the difference between a homer and a real motherfucker. See, Eddie's a homer. 
He don't matter. It doesn't matter how bad the Cowboys are. He thinks they're the greatest. He don't give a fuck how bad the Lakers are. He thinks they're the greatest. Lakers are shitty, homie. They can't. They don't have one shooter. And AD's already tapping out, missing games because of his back and wrist. Man, Lakers have the worst roster. And you gave Palinka a new contract. We gave him a new contract, homie. Come on. The Lakers got fucking a new contract, dog. Like, come on. Um, I don't know what's going on. I got an email. What's the email about, dog? I don't get it. Link, non-waffle. What does this mean? What's going on, Coach? We here. I know. What up? You already know. So... I got a stat here, Coach, for you. I don't know if you knew this. This is news to me. I love the debate this morning with Matt McChesney. Great conversation. Had to let him know as well. Love the Aikman talk, Coach. You're one of the guys that really talks about Aikman. What do you think about this? It's too complicated for me doing the show, dog. Just let that motherfucker in. Can we just let the motherfucker in so we can talk? I don't get what we're doing. The link in the chat is so much easier. What do you think about this, Coach? We don't want everybody in. I get that. We don't want all these motherfuckers in here, so. Yeah. But I don't get I don't I can't do all this shit dog during the show. I, that's the problem. I just need to fucking link to my private thing or something. Can I I don't know how to get him in. How'd you get it? Uh just go through my email. He sent the email. Oh, so Sean don't have an email. There ain't no link in this email though from Sean. Sean didn't send me a link, so I don't know what he did. He just sent me a blank email. <laughs> yeah, so the he, Mac probably probably wants you to copy and paste the link and send back to Sean, but there ain't no link though. Um, so like right now, if you go on your bottom of your stream yard, you can press share, copy the link, and send it to them. But this is a I lot for you, Coach JV. I know you, dog. This is technological Mac shit. Mac back here talking shit. I'm laughing like a motherfucker. He, he knows damn well I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. I don't want to explain to you, Coach. It's technological shit. We, yeah. But I'm doing talk. it during the show. That's the fucking crazy part. I look like a fucking buffoon doing this shit right now. You know what I'm saying? I, I need an easier fucking way to figure shit out. Listen, Coach uh, Roman, fight camp. I mean, it only no, the real. Too much shit, homie. I shouldn't be doing fucking. And in Max shouldn't be doing it either. By the way, so I gotta fucking fight. Anyone out there that want to be an intern, hit me up. Hit us up. We need some fucking people that understand how to do graphic design, video, YouTube, and we're interviewing you, motherfuckers. By the way, so don't think it's fucking just gonna be. Come on in. No. Come on in and get in and be interviewed. Um, all right. You ready for this take, Coach? I want to hear your opinion on it. Wait, first of all, what's your take on, on, on Patrick Beverly and fucking Did you see that? Westbrook? Now, honestly, we all know who Westbrook is. We've seen that. We know who Pat Bev is. As Jacob a Laker, said, I'm not paying an intern shit, motherfucker. I didn't pay him a fucking dime at independence. By the way, and the great ones, they don't ask for money. They say, how, what will it take to be an intern so I can help grow the brand so we can blow this thing up and be the next Pat McAfee, motherfucker? You think Pat McAfee paid his interns money, motherfucker? See, that's the problem with you young motherfuckers, and that's why I wouldn't hire your sorry ass anyway, even for free. Because you fucks got me twisted, homie. I will never pay an intern. So I thought anyway, that was the definition of it, Coach. An intern doesn't get paid. Means, Lido, by the way. What would you pay an intern? 
the point is to get the experience to then go get a real job. No, oh, these motherfuckers so enabled, why though? That's why they're still in Amazon packages, dog. Yeah, that's crazy. But I like uh, the people right. rigging up well, shit. To your point, uh, my my, I wanted to talk to you about this fucking Westbrook thing. To me, that's just a, another shitty chemistry deal. Uh, regardless of what Wido thinks, that is the worst chemistry on a roster I've seen. AD's going to get hurt again. He's soft. I would have traded that motherfucker. I would have traded Westbrook's ass out of there. I would have got rid of all them motherfuckers. And I hate Patrick Beverly. I, I, I like that he's a scroungy, nasty fuck, but he's not a great player. I think that motherfucker is just another sorry-ass Draymond Green who could score maybe 10 a game at most he might hit you 20 once but other than that he can't hit water if he fell out of a fucking boat either can westbrook they have no shot makers dog they have nobody to get create their own shot on offense other than ad and lebron and if ad is not available you're back to the same fucking roster you had last year true yeah, I'd agree. They're definitely not shot makers, just like Draymond is not. But the impact of a Pat Bev, of a Draymond, is definitely felt, especially if you're a good team going championship. Couldn't rely on just him. But this is what I'll say, Coach. We know who Westbrook is, especially Laker Westbrook. We know who Pat Bev has always been. When I saw what happened with Pat Bev, I was really – I'm not a Laker fan, but I, I like good basketball. I was glad to see it was four guys huddled up with uh, Pat Bev on the defensive tip, and only Westbrook was the one guy out. So to me, the team is already on the Pat Bev way. We know what Westbrook is. We don't need none of that. But if we can all get on board with the Pat Bev, hey, get together, let's tighten up, we might just have this one bad apple. Maybe he'll get out of there. But I'd like to see that, Coach. It's still early. Maybe Westbrook will buy in. But to me, that's why they brought Pat Bev in, to bring that leadership. Did you get it, uh, Mac? I sent you the email. Um, I don't know. I'm waiting on uh... – but that's my take on it. But I have a great take here on Aikman. I really want to hear your opinion fresh off it. Ready? Uh, yep. Through 165 games in his career, Troy Aikman has thrown 165 passing touchdowns. In 68 games, Patrick Mahomes' career, he has now thrown 166. Passes him last week on a game that Troy Aikman called. Obviously different eras. Obviously one had Emmett Smith. How much are you weighing in on that right now, already passing him, Coach? Um. Yeah, Sean, I'll get you in here right now. I, I don't know. Uh, I'll figure. We'll figure this whole link out. Let's just get Sean. Can we get Sean in here? I gotta bring Sean in here. Um, Max, gonna get you in, Sean. Um, listen. First of all, you can't compare these two as far as touchdowns, passes. Look at the passes thrown, amount of passes thrown versus the game as well. So, uh, Sean, it was sent. Sean, it was sent. Check your stuff. Uh, you you got to understand something. This is the game where you cannot hit the quarterback. You cannot reroute a wide receiver. Receivers have no bu running, bump and run rules anymore. You're not getting belted over the middle. And you can't get hit, dog. You know how many more pass – I, I wish I, there was a stat out there, Wido, that shows how many new downs were given for a P.I. or late hit on the cue compared to now versus then. Troy Aikman didn't have a third, fourth, fifth, sixth opportunity to do the thing the first time. He Good did right, whatever though. he did on his first go-round. I've seen Mahomes have so many fucking flags 
throne to give him a new opportunity to give him another scoring opportunity. League People wide, just down in that so in into that sense because dog, the game's just so much different. It's hard. Me and Matt talked this morning. You can say you can't compare eras, but you have to in the same sense because it's like it's like zone coverage, zone defense in the NBA when there was no zone allowed. You couldn't play zone back in the day. It was all man to man. So pick. you had to play Jordan man to man. And now you can zone a guy like Shaq. Yeah. And so the game has changed so much that you just can't. Um... But I like what you're saying there, Coach. We Everybody talks to softness to change, but I haven't heard anybody say about that. The plays they got back from a flag. And most of them, a lot of them are a pick. A bad play that they get to do over because it was a little hold or, or a fucking roughing or the uh, receiver got bumped. That's a big take, Coach. Yeah. League-wide, too. Yeah. Um, but I, I just think the stat more so just helps prove that Pat Mahomes is on a different level in terms of his age of quarterbacks. Brother, yeah. you're missing the point. You're missing the point. It's a run-first offense of the Cowboys, and a lot of what they were doing back then was run-first, and a lot of that – those throws from Aikman were a lot of play action, third and long. I mean, here's the deal. Since Andy Reid started coaching in 99 for the Eagles, those guys passed the ball like 65 to 70% of the time. They're throwing all the time. It's a, it's a pass-happy NFL now, though, Wido. Look at the running attempts right now. The highest run attempts this year is 19 by Derrick Henry. We're not even ha- we used to have 30 carries a game at minimum all across the NFL. Now we're not even running the football. Like, who? what's his name at the Colts? He gets nine touches a game. Saquon Barkley's getting 11, and he's leading the league in rushing. Like, Chubb and Hunt combined are having 22 to 23 combined carries. We used to average 30 carries each. Like Barry Word and Christian Okoye used to average 20 carries a piece for the Chiefs. Yep. And it's a different game. So it's hard to compare okay. like that. I mean, let me read you guys a quote from a former head coach. This came out in 2019 on Colin Coward's show. When you play for Andy Reid, you're going to have big numbers to the point where Don McNabb thinks he belongs in the Hall of Fame. When my, what Mahomes did was still amazing, though, in 2019. But I just don't know if it can be sustained and maintained the way he plays because you're going to have big mistakes. And this is back in 2019 when this guy said it. I'm not sure who the coach was, but Mahomes has made those mistakes in big games because of the way he plays. But my point to the whole thing is that's a run-first offense when Aikman played for the Cowboys. Run-first offense. And so was every offense in the NFL at that time. That's why, to me, quarterback play is so different. Like, Jim Kelly, to me, was a nutty-gutty, like, just – he's like Matt McChesney playing quarterback. Like, he wasn't a Marino. He wasn't an Aikman. He wasn't an Elway. He wasn't a fucking – he was just one of those guys that were going to grab you in the face, spit in your mouth. He don't give a fuck. He was one of those guys. He just beat cancer like 28 times. That dude didn't give a fuck. He was going to get a team. He he willed his Buffalo Bills to the Super Bowl. Those rosters weren't great. They were good. They had Andre Reid, and they had they had a good defense with Bruce Smith and a couple big-time guys, but they weren't loaded like the Cowboys and the Niners of the 80s and 90s. They weren't that team. Um, they barely got through a Jim Harbaugh-led Indianapolis Colts team in the playoffs that year to go to the one Super Bowl. They barely beat that Colts team. That was average as shit. So, like, people don't really look back at the history of this thing. 
I don't know, man. I, I think the era has changed. Jim Kelly's not in my top 10. He was in Matt's. Um, I think he was in Sean's top 15. Again, it was in my top 15. I had uh, Jim Kelly at 12. Yeah, because of what he did. I mean, I, like, it's hard to put him in my top 10. So he wouldn't have been in Sean's top 10 either. I did 10. Sean did 15. Why, though, I'm interested. You're a youngster. Who's your top 10? I, I'm just going to spit it out here. You probably have guys in your generation more than me and Sean do, just like you do in the rap business, in the rap game, because you are from that environment, which is nothing wrong with it. It's just the fact that a lot of people blow my mind when they try to tell me, uh, and not you, I'm just saying, people talk and say, oh, you don't know. But I've actually lived in both. Sean's lived in both. And then there's guys that have only lived in one and then don't do the research on the other. At least I'll do the research on the new one and say, all right, let me look at two chains. Is this motherfucker really a lyricist or a fucking rap? Like, I'm going to just do it before I say some shit. These cats now, they don't even go back and look who Eric Dickerson was. And then they're going to be like, Eric Dickerson, he ain't no Adrian Peterson. Like, shut the fuck up. You have no idea what he was. And that's what oh, we have. Eric Dickerson was off the charts. He was yeah. a freak show. I mean, so was Adrian Peterson, but Eric Dickerson, my goodness. He's like 6'3", almost 6'4". Yeah, he was a freak. I, I see him every couple of weeks, man. He's still swole, too, by the way. Right now, he's still legit. Like, he still looks like he's better than anyone in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, yeah. yeah it's just, I mean, I still appreciate the OGs. I still appreciate the legends. I grew, I grew up on NFL films and shit, but – my top five quarterbacks will definitely have some OGs in there. But one, for me, you got to put Brady. Two, I'm going Joe Montana, just like a Jordan never lost. I give big credit hey, to Hey, those are old school OG cats right there. That, I'm, that's just me. Tom Brady, uh, Joe Montana. I like Dan Marino. Um, and then, to me, then you can kind of, after, to me, Brady and Montana, then it's kind of who you like. Then you can kind of go eras. Bradshaw, I have a lot of Steelers friends. They love Terry Bradshaw. He's has a super quick release. I liked rings to back it up, but I like the Rogers. I like Breeze over guys like that, even though they might only have one. The the game manager, I could put Breeze back then. Rogers back then probably have nine thousand yards. We're thinking that we put those guys here. We're going to give them thousands of yards. We got to do the same for these greats. So I like Drew Breeze and Aaron Rodgers to finish off my top five, and uh, I'm staying away from a John Elway. He broke our heart. Sorry, I can't do it. So, Staying okay, away from so, a Troy Aikman. I got, I got a perspective for you, but go ahead, Coach. Go ahead. Where's your Mahomes at? Mahomes, this is – I respect Mahomes a lot. I think he's one of the best in the league right now, right behind Rodgers and Brady. But I hate when my boys talk the GOAT talk because he is – this is the greatest and best talk. In my opinion, Coach, every year we have a best player position-wide. doesn't mean you're the greatest. Greatest means full career. Mahomes is nowhere near no greatness talk. If his career ends right now, he's nowhere near the greats. But he is definitely the best, one of the best right this second. If he keeps going, sure. But I don't play that iffy, iffy. Because Adrian Peterson at one point was yeah, the greatest it's, it's running not, back it's ever. Not a, and it's it not a good last. thing to do hypothetical. Right. I got, Patrick I got Mahomes is definitely great now, Coach, but he's nowhere near on my all-time list. Not a chance. I respect it. What would you say, Sean? So, here you go. Okay, so Reed started as a head coach in 99 at the – for the Eagles and McNabb got drafted 98 or 99, somewhere in there. So out of Syracuse. And what's your opinion of McNabb coach? I think you like better than you think he's better than Mahomes. Uh, Same I, offense. A I lot of that West coast, 21, 22 personnel. 
Yeah, I think he's. I think he at that time he was really, really good, man. Donovan McNabb's very underrated in my opinion. He's very, really, 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 really good, and he was one of the smartest human beings I've ever talked to as far as football. And Andy Reid will tell you the same. He's very. And smart. your buddy that played underneath or behind him, Syracuse, said the same thing as well. Smart as yeah. motherfucker, and, and and I heard Mahomes is really smart too. So my buddy coached Mahomes at Texas Tech. Um, he was a receiver coach. He's out at UCLA. Darren Cheverini. He he coached him too. He's oh eight. yeah, Colorado wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, very, 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 very smart guy. Uh, it's his birthday yesterday, by the way. So I talked to him, and he coached uh, Pat, and he was like, he's he's right there with him. He's a very, very smart guy too. So now I, I believe he's smart guy. I believe it. Yeah. So yeah. going back to the Andy Reid offense, you know, going back to that whole thing. So remember Kevin Cobb? Yeah. Played at Houston. KLB. Yep. Yes, yes. Played at, played college at Houston. So remember when he had a big one or two years in Andy Reid's offense? You remember what happened after that? Nothing. Got to a no. Got a massive contract. To go to Arizona. Played the Cardinals, and then he flopped. Why That's did he flip? He sucked because he was out of Andy Reid's offense. Well, this is the thing. Like, I'm I'm just curious to see when he gets later on when he's like becomes the Aaron Rodgers of the NFL when he has when they can't suffice they can't give him the receivers that he needs because he took up half the cap with five hundred million dollar contract. I want to see what he does with average wideouts like a Rodgers has done. Because people don't realize that shit. Roster-wise, the Chiefs have been at the top the last three to four years as far as top to bottom, offense and defense. And they should probably have more than one Super Bowl. But we want to anoint him back to Wido's take. That is the problem I have. I'm not saying... I'll eat, I'll eat crow. If if Mahomes at the end of the day is the best, so be it. But let's not say he's the best now. That's why the problem I have is. Like, yeah, let's not say he's the best or even top ten. I mean, yeah, come on. Like, stop it, dog. He's just been in the league three years. Because like, here's stop. another one for you regarding the Andy Reid offense. So when Andy Reid got hired, he got fired from the Eagles going 2-14 uh, and 14 in 2012, got hired like two days later, and then he – Got Alex Smith in right away from San Francisco. Alex Smith had never been to a Pro Bowl ever at San Francisco. Makes the Pro Bowl in 2013. Wow, he's in a different offense under Andy Reid. Same offense as Donovan McNabb and Kevin Cobb. And then makes the Pro Bowl again in 2017. Andy Reid offense. What's the parallel here? Andy Reid offense for all these guys. No, I, I'm with you, Sean, a lot, but I, I, I can't go there. I got to stop you. I think in my opinion, as a fan watching, I don't know much as coach. I'm not as old as you guys, but I think the coach only helps the quarterback. I'm a Matt Ryan fan. When we got Kyle Shanahan to run the plays, we were a fucking different offense. Number one in the league. Matt wasn't that much different. Our team, our, our, our schemes, our plays were different. When, when Shanahan left, we should have paid him the bag. What happened? Matt didn't do nothing. Still had Julio, still had these guys. Just was different offense. But Matt was never dropped that low, right? He just enhanced him. Pat Mahomes is greatness right now, this league. Not greatness all time, but right here this year, what we're talking about. McNabb has never been as good as Mahomes has already proved to Ben right now. And I don't credit just Andy Reid because a lot of the decisions that JB gets on these quarterbacks, taking a bad sack, going a bad place, we don't say that with Mahomes. We just go the gimmicky stuff. I think the big reason of Mahomes is he makes the right decisions. He went to that Super Bowl. And, you know, he makes the crazy plays that no one else could have made. The shuffle, the left-handed, spinning in the Super Bowl to throw it. You got to give him credit for those things. But he's definitely gimmicky as fuck. Do you know who won the Super Bowl for him? For who? Patrick Mahomes? Who yeah, won? the Chiefs. Do you know who won the Super Bowl for him? 
Uh, probably all 50 guys on that roster. I mean, who, it who are you giving credit to? Who, who was it? Buckner? It's a third and 15, fourth quarter. Tyreek Hill catches a 44-yard pass. He had to wait on like a punt. Eric Fisher doesn't get called for holding on Nick Bosa. And the Chiefs go on to win the game. And I like that Mahomes take, Sean. Didn't bring me, they didn't win the Super Bowl because of Mahomes. They won with Mahomes. But to me, that sounds like a fan take. As an athlete, as a player, we don't just, get nowhere. A, we don't I'm get anywhere. An we don't it. get, That's all. We don't get I'm not, anywhere. I'm not, I'm not a Chiefs right. fan, but I'm also going to be objective about it. Tyreek Hill, the reason me, they won that game. Fan. It's a sports fan to me because as a player, you know everybody is involved. The line, the the quarterback, the defensive player, the guy you didn't see on a highlight. So as much as we can say, oh, it was just you this play, that Tyreek will tell you we wouldn't have been here without Mahomes, and he would tell you we wouldn't have been here been here without the backup center. The ba- that's what I'm saying. So I, I'm I'm with you, Sean, but I just can't give the discredit <laughs> to him. That you can't discredit him. Oh, you didn't win your Super Bowl. He damn sure won that fucking Super Bowl. Here, here's the thing, though. I want to see. That's why I hold. I reserve to hold. I wait until it's it's at least some years into it because, you know, I don't know how much longer Andy's going to coach, and at the same time. Who knows if this roster can sustain and does does Mahomes stay in KC forever? We don't know, but we're gonna. That's, find what, that's, out. A, that's a great sooner, point. Mahomes is gonna play sooner or later without Andy Reid, and we're gonna be able to make a real evaluation and say, you know what? And then your their excuse is gonna be, everyone's excuse is gonna say, well, Mahomes is thirty now. You you know what I mean? It's just like it's yeah. still you got to look at all these different things, and there's just so much to it. I don't know how sustainable he is at, at this level doing what he's doing. They're doing good. And then just, it, 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 I give so much credit to Andy Reid because what he's done, but at the same time. Um, Andy Reid has a system like no other. Like you said it yourself, coach, a lot of the plays you run on offense are similar to what his offense is. I mean, it's, yeah. it's uh, a lot it of the is. short, I've watched your coaching sessions, a lot of that same short stuff that you run. I mean, he running it, running at the inside hip with your one receiver on the outside hip, your other receiver, Running off, you know. And that's what Mahomes is doing right now. He's spitting it out quick, just like Jalen Hurts is doing, just like uh, they're doing with a lot of these quarterbacks, getting it out quick, getting it out fast, and they're protecting the kid from having to throw into the teeth of the defense. And, and then we got and then we got the rules of the game that have changed so you can't, you know, beat up the quarterback like you used to. Yeah, that's true. I, I like that. I like so that I allows like that. these guys to set records and whatnot. Well, Mahomes on a different level than these other guys. We can't just blame the rules. I agree. I agree. He's better. Than, I mean, he's a different level than Hurts and Kyler. right. I Herbert, all these guys, like, they got to. Oh, I think Kyler's play. horrible, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with Wido on that. He's Aikman through Aikman through two thousand more attempts than Mahomes, and he still got more touchdowns. I get the difference, but that's a lot, guys. Mahomes is great. Yeah, but you got to remember, you're, you're t- you got to times it by three because the Chiefs right. played with four and five receivers. Mm-hmm. Aikman played with two. Every game for the whole career, he never got into four wides. You go, go pull up some four wide film that Aikman was in and being able to chunk it around the park. That just wasn't the system. What I'm saying to Matt this morning is, Aikman skill set wise can play with anybody in any era on any offense and dominate. And that is what I was trying to explain to him as just a quarterback evaluator. Aikman is as good as anyone that's ever played the position. I'm telling you, because I've been through it. I've seen all these dudes. 
And people just don't know that based on what they did and what they ran and how they how their system was designed. You'll never know it. And all the young folks out here are just going to say, ah, you're crazy, Coach Aikman. They don't really see that in totality. So, like, if you really break it down, dog, it's like a whole nother a whole nother thing. But people don't really look at it like that no more, dog. And is there any Jimmy Johnson credit there? Hell yeah. He, he built that roster that was shit. He was 1-15 as a rookie. And, and and that roster was being established, even though they were rookies at one and fifteen. That roster was being established, and mm-hmm. and look at back in the day, man. They say this was in a much much more physical era, yeah. and you still he risked it, dog. He didn't get a great backup. He got Rodney fucking Pete from USC, who was an averages Joe ass. Fuck, he's from Kansas City. He went to Shawnee Mission South. Yeah, and you had and you had the other kid. You had uh, what's his name? The fucking what's his name that uh was the head coach recently um, who was just with the Giants as the OC. Oh, um, Cowboys head coach the last five, eight years. Because I feel like those people get forgotten by the youth. We we know the great players if you're a good fan, but a lot of people don't remember the coach, the people in the schemes. But like Sean saying, the Andy Reeds of today, I'm sure back then they had some good ones too. I mean, Andy Reed learned a lot of his stuff under Mike Holmgren. You know, Holmgren was a damn good coach. Um, Mike Holmgren. Andy Reid was the uh, – I had a, one, of my, one of my buddies from high school played offensive line for Missouri back in the early 90s, and he was on Bob Stoll's staff. He, uh, my buddy, his offensive line coach at Mizzou in 90 and 91 was Andy Reid before he went to join Mike Holmgren's staff for Green Bay. Hey, Wido, do you know anything about Twitch? I'm hearing that I could stream live on Twitch and show the game because it's being streamed on Twitch. Is that real or no? Hmm. Uh, maybe to be honest coach if i were you i would try to uh kind of like do more on twitch reach out because you can be a partner like a lot of people are partners so then it's like a you're you're doing a watch show and then they might let you show it but like it's i know for sure there's a lot of like watch shows you can't show it but hey and you promote it for them so they kind of hook you up or whatever but since twitch is showing it themselves it might be i'll look that up for you Huh. Somebody in here said, if anybody knows about Twitch, let me know. Because if I can air Twitch live, then I'll do it outside. I'll go out there and smoke a cigar and, and I'll watch the game live. If you can see it, if I can show it live on my TV, shit, that'd be huge. I'll watch the game and break it down. But I don't know if that's true. If that's true, then it'll be a fucking huge. I'll promote it right now. It'll probably be like the man, I'll do a Manning cast every Thursday and fucking make them pay me shit. And uh, coach, let me let me say, I'm not just be clear. I'm not a Mahomes guy. I'm a Falcon fan. I just real is real. Do you like. Because Mahomes here is what we're all saying, not us. But he knows that he's the gimmicky already giving him all this credit. Don't like his family. Do you like his little showing of emotion where he's taking off like, I'm fucking here? Because I think that's a good sign. Like, he's not done yet. He's not satisfied. He wants to be more great. Do you like that, Coach, him showing that emotion to the opposing crowd? You got, you're talking about Mariota? Mahomes. Mahomes. I don't Damn know. Sure not you know what you don't see, and you don't you don't notice Mahomes as much this year because his weird ass fucking girlfriend and and brother are out of the mix, so they're out of the mix. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, maybe you don't you don't see all the flamboyant bullshit that you've been seeing, and that's maybe why because of those two fucks are out of the picture. But I don't mind it. I used to be that guy, not that guy that like talk. I used to talk shit to the opposing crowd and the and the team. I didn't do the self shit for myself. Like every time I would just do it to talk shit to the coach, to the other team. Um, 
just as you know, because I knew they've been talking and then they get in the media and you're like, oh, you want to hear talk shit? I used to talk shit in that way. I didn't do the shit he does as far as like that whole that 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 Russell Wilson, that that Jameis Winston, that weirdo shit. I don't I don't I didn't do. I just did the talking shit part. You know what I mean? Like, like I five touchdowns in a couple games and, and I was to the crowd. I was like, you know, the arm shit. You know, I'd point at that. <laughs> Uh, I would do that shit, and I, I, you know, I did a few of those type of things. But other than that, I was more quiet, man, and just kind of like drop the mic type of talking shit. That was our era. But nowadays, it's like you got motherfuckers that don't even play are all hyped up now. It's like, man, I got hey, second embarrassment for your mother. Hey, why do I got one for you? So, yes, sir. Um, how do you think? Even though Mahomes is quite a bit younger, how do you think he compares to Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady? Nowhere near him. Like, like when when we talk like that career, I'm saying, okay, Mahomes, you're done right now, not playing any more down because no hypothetical. And to me, you're not nowhere near him. But Rodgers and Brady proved we can do it with different squads, different receivers, different situations. Obviously, not as much Rodgers and coordinators. Right, coordinators, different situations. We've seen them both leave. One did leave, so that's why you're nowhere near the greatness talk. But in terms of right now, he's hanging with him. No, he's got – Wido, I'm with you 100%. He's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of talent. He's got massive arm strength. I Sometimes his accuracy is a little bit – I don't think it's as good as like Rodgers and Brady as far as accuracy, you know, his skill set that way, that way. But he's a – I think he's a really good athlete too. I mean, obviously he was a baseball player, got drafted in baseball, but – and do you yeah. like his mechanics, Coach? Because at first I wasn't even sure. He was making great passes, but I thought it was a little slow wind-up kind of side. Are you a fan of his mechanics? Mahomes? Yeah. I don't know. I was a three-quarter release guy, which he is too. I mean, he got a lot of dexterity and flexibility in his arm. I mean, I don't know how long that lasts. Elway was similar. Uh, Favre was similar. Uh, you like a loose arm. Aaron Rodgers is real loose. I mean, you like that stiff. Aikman was more of a stiff body quarterback, but he got his, he was over the top and he was so deadly accurate with such a strong arm. Uh, it was a different type of quarterback, totally different than a Marino with the loose three quarter release. Like there's so many different releases and platforms. Uh, I don't know. I don't like his feet. And, and I taught me and Dan Orlovsky text all the time. And, uh, he thinks he's gotten better, but he agrees with me. I don't like Mahomes' feet. I think his base gets overextended. I think he overstrides. I think his back foot gets equal to his front foot, which you do not want to see. You want to see like a quarterback finish like a pitcher mm-hmm. uh, mound. He, him and Lamar Jackson are two of the worst at it. They actually, their back foot, when they throw finish up here, it finishes in front. And then that's why you see their ass. You, you shouldn't see a quarterback's full ass and back when they throw the football. You should see half of me when I throw the football. I should be dragging my back foot throwing, and you should just see the back of my lower back. There's, we're seeing these cats full back profile, and that's the, because their back foot is dragging to the front, and that's why you see a lot of balls airing on people, skipping to the ground. Josh Allen's real bad at it. And, and Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, uh, even Breeze, Aikman, Marino, Elway, all these greats, Young, Mer- Montana, uh, even Bradford or Stafford, uh, even Warren Moon and, and all these big time throwers, uh, even McNabb. McNabb was mechanically sound as fuck. Mc- uh, Diamond McNabb was one of the most sound, mechanically gifted quarterbacks I've seen in a long, long time. Uh, 
the one thing with them, they never let that never was going to be an issue late in the game. Mechanics were going to be there. You weren't going to have an errant throw because of a mechanical error. Nowadays, look at you got you got you got the uh, Josh Allen kid misses a, a winning touchdown throw to win the game. He skips and passes it because his feet are so fucked. You've got you've had I've seen several from my from Mahomes this year. Uh, Lamar Jackson misses ball after ball after ball because his mechanics are so bad. Uh, Kyler Murray's so bad that he, he can't fucking hit water if he fell out of a boat. Derek Carr, he gets so overextended and so he's so fucking scared in the pocket. He has no poise, so his mechanics go to shit like this. Mechanically speaking, those other greats, mechanically, they're going to be tight. In that, and, and Tom Brady is still mechanically gifted. If you watch him in the pocket, he literally will duck under a guy as he's still looking at defense down the field. You don't see that by any of these other dudes. Nobody. So mechanically, it's so ingrained that our mechanics are going to be tight. Now, do we make the throw? Do we make the read? Do we make – does someone make a play on us? Does a receiver catch the ball? Whatever. But mechanically speaking, they're not going to let that beat them. And you, there's only two in the league right now that I think are that way, and that's Rodgers and Brady. Everybody else's mechanics kind of get away from them. Uh, Stafford's close because he's been doing it so good for so long, even though he was in a horrible franchise. Um, so I think Justin Herbert has good mechanics. Herbert's cool, but he still he he gets a lot of Josh Allen in him too. He'll get loosey goosey and he'll start to act like he wants to be the athlete. Like that's what the problem is. We got a lot of guys that are so gifted, like Josh Allen, Herbert. These guys are fucking gifted as hell, more gifted than any quarterback that we've ever grew up watching. But they just aren't great quarterbacks yet. I think they they let the athlete take over the mechanics, and I think it cost them because when you're when you have bad mechanics, what a lot of people don't want to understand. When you're this gifted, you're 6'5", you got a strap, and you can throw it 80, and you've got a spring-loaded Josh Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, all have a very, very elongastic fucking their, – their, their arm whips, and that shit's gone. That ball is out of there. When you have that gift from God, so to speak, when your mechanics go to shit – that right there overtakes your feet. And now the ball's every fucking where because you can't control it, dog. Your feet have to be your foundation and your base has to stay concrete to the ground. And Just like it, a pitcher in baseball. Yeah, if, you're, if it's moving around, your arm is so good that you see Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has a strong arm, but he's, so, he's such a thrower instead of a passer that you have, he, gets, he gets so much loosey-goosey. He loses so much control because his bottom half is so bad and his, his platform's so low that when he drops his elbow, the ball goes high, and that's what it does. And uh, Kershaw had it happen twice last night and as a pitcher, and, and, and yeah. it cost him. So, like, I don't know. I mean, that's just uh, – it's, it's all mechanics at the end of the day. You get beat other ways, but if, if your mechanics are tight, at least you don't have to think about it. Right now, Josh Allen, I guarantee, is thinking about – Oh fuck! I gotta get my feet right. Fuck! And now, now he's skip ball and shit because his mechanics aren't a natural recourse. Like he, those other guys, it's natural. My feet ain't gonna ever be fucked up. Coach, like you look at, you look at, at uh, go ahead, Sean. No, I was gonna say, uh, it's like mechanics. You know, going back to baseball and pitchers, as Nolan Ryan pitched a no hitter at forty four. His mechanics were solid. His arm was a gift, and forty four years old threw a no hitter. That's a freak show. Monster. Coach, honestly speaking, do you agree when people say that sometimes as a QB, it's the hardest throw is when the guy's wide open? Not you're throwing him open, but he's wide open. You realize that, oh, shit. Is that a hard throw for as you as a, Q, as a QB? 
Yeah and no. I mean, I would take guys wide open all day if I could, but mm. but at the same time, it's more all it does is it makes you think a little more when you shouldn't, and you don't want to make a, a bad mechanical quarterback think any more than he already has to, and that's the epitome of Lamar Jackson. He missed three balls last week alone, overthrown guys wide open because his plat his, his mechanics are so bad. Now you make him think with bad mechanics, oh you're fucked. So I I would say that, but if you're you don't see you don't see Peyton. Everyone misses a guy. Let's not say we haven't, yeah. but you don't see Peyton and 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 Brady and Rogers and then miss fucking wide open guys. I mean, it just don't happen. You saw Trent Dilfer miss wide open guys in the fucking Super Bowl, but he's Trent Dilfer, not very good quarterback, and that that guy won a Super Bowl because of how loaded their defense was and a ninety nine yard touchdown to Shannon fucking Sharp that ended up beating that Raider team that game. Other than it, that, it helped having Jamal Lewis at running back too. Yeah. They they didn't score no points other than that fucking ninety nine yard fucking touchdown to Shannon Sharp that game. He he didn't complete another ball. I don't believe he he was bad in the playoffs. And, and my buddy was actually a, a former coach, actually Compton College alum, uh, Charger and Ram. Great. Uh, he was a GM on that team. Uh, he was assistant GM on that team under Ozzie Newsom. His name is Art Perkins. I think he's with the Titans now. But he used to say Billick would be on the sideline like like. Telling Trent Dilfer, like smiling at him, like "Good job, man. You're be. It's okay. It's okay." And then on the headphones, he was like, "This fucking motherfucker, is so <laughs> shitty." Like, no, he was throwing balls out of bounds in that Super Bowl, like wide open dudes, and he the ball was out of bounds. He wouldn't even give his guys a chance. He was so bad. And uh, oh, I've heard a lot of stories, dog. From from what I heard, I think Brian Billick's the one of the big reasons Randall was super successful in '98 for the Vikings. Uh, he was OC then. Exactly. Yeah. He was setting up Randall perfectly Randy every play. I mean, they had, yeah, they had Randy Moss as a rookie, Jake Reed, Chris yeah. Carter, Robert yeah. Smith at running back. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were, uh, they should have won, but they fucked up. He's a good OC. They got beat by, uh, Wido's Chris Chandler in the NFC Championship game. Jamal Anderson. Come on, hey, keep it rolling. I had, uh, OJ had, Santiago uh, was the tight end. Yeah. I had Finneran, Brian Finneran on my show, who was on that staff, who was on that team. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, they had, uh, what's his, the running back, Jamal Anderson. He stayed around until Vic days, too. He was around for a while. Jamal Anderson, by the way, is a, uh, so Jamal Anderson, Sean, you're you're a historian. Jamal Anderson, he went to the same community college as Warren Moon. Which one? Oh, shit. What state? I don't know. California. California's a big state. By the way, same junior college as John Madden coached at. (laughs) God damn. Moore Park. Moore Park Community College. Hey, a lot of people don't realize that, man. Um, I learned something new today. Yeah, and then Warren Moon actually left and went to West L.A. Community College. No, Jamal. Who? Jamal's son. I believe committed to Tennessee. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I got no Maybe clue. he did. I could get Ryan Leaf on the show. He 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 actually wants to talk, but I don't fuck with Ryan Leaf. Me and him have a personal beef that he may not even know about, but I don't fuck with him. I sent kids to him, dog, and he got cracked for some bullshit and he was at West Texas AM and he did some shit. I don't fuck with guys like that. So I'm not I've been asked five times for him to come on my show, and I said, fuck no, I don't want him on my show. So that's just personal uh, history before, so you guys all know. Um, 
Man, I'm getting out of here. I got to get ready to do this. I don't know if I'm going to stream it or not. I might call Matt. We might get on right back here on this channel. If if I do, you'll get a notification. Turn your re- notification on. Me and Matt might do the show uh, live tonight right here. Uh, me and him will just talk it over. Uh, we won't show it, um, and we'll just chalk it up, and I'll get on the board. Maybe we'll do some things like that. I'll see if we can. If we do, we'll announce it on all the streaming platforms. We'll announce it on Twitter and social media, Instagram. Um, if we do so stay tuned for that. And if you get a notification, come on in and join us. It's thirsty Thursday. We'll be drinking and smoking a stick. Uh, other than that, man, I appreciate all you guys and, uh, appreciate you shine. Why though? We'll, we'll see you tomorrow morning for fearless Friday. We got a, we got a great show tomorrow. Uh, Noel Mazzoni joins us in the morning and then we got a couple of great guests in the afternoon. So let's get it. All right. Tomorrow. And, uh, thanks me- fellas. Appreciate it. All right, Sean, appreciate you guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Fight Camp. Roman, check us out. Canada, Bet Online. We got it all. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. Peace. <laughs>